Welcome, everyone, to our 73rd episode of DNA Takeover. Without further ado, let's get into our first segment of the show called The Quote of the Week. And today's quote of the week is The secret of being happy is accepting where you are in life and making the most out of every day. I love that. That's so true. That's nothing but facts. Straight up. Straight to the point, too. Amazing quote Appreciate right there. It. I don't know who said it. So, um, whoever, whoever, whoever wants to take credit for that, just, uh, just tell us and we'll give you the credit. But, the quote is, the secret of being happy is accepting where you are in life and making the most out of every day. And that was said by, like I said, I don't know who said it, but uh, like I said, if you, if you want to take credit, tell us and uh, we'll give you the credit. But regardless, great quote and uh, take it however you want, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Take a hey, one day at a time, ladies and gentlemen. Make the most out of one day at a time and. I I agree with that man. It's key to happiness right there. Love that man. But um Of course. Without further ado, David, we do have an audio message in the queue. Do I have to play that really quick? Let's do it. All right, man. So the first audio message is from our boy, Mr. Motivations, man. Shout What's up? You. Thank you for popping out, my guy. And here's your audio message. Here we go. Nine, it's your boy. It's Mr. Motivation in the Ice heals everything. It's not the the water ice that Mr. Motivation's talking about. But um <laughs> but uh yeah, March Madness started today. A lot of crazy upsets already. My bracket's already busted, which which sucks. But um <laughs> it's like every single year I, I try really hard to look at these teams and I'm like, all right, this team, not ranked number five, going up against twelve. I'm like, all right, like, come on, we should get an easy W. They lose. <laughs> what? It's like, come on, you can't really predict these things. It's literally insane. But uh, Eric, is your? Do you know if your bracket's uh, busted or yes or no? Do you know? Uh, I have not checked. I literally have not checked. I I think I think you know. I think what happened was I think Iowa Iowa lost today. In Iowa yep. lost today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I saw that loss. I was like, I'm not checking it after. I'm not, <laughs> I can't be bothered. March, like, it's just it's just a, it's a stress. It's just I stress, bro. Every single time there's an upset. It's never not an upset. Bro. I'm so uh, mad. It's so annoying. It's, it really is. Like, what do you call it? I had the first game. The first game of March Madness, it was Colorado State going up against Michigan. And I picked Colorado State to win because I don't like Michigan. And <laughs> Michigan wins, and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not doing this anymore. Dude, it's just so broken, bro. It's such a broken thing. It's just a make it, It's like one of the hardest things to predict on. It really is. It really is. But um, Eric, before we move on, we do have an audio message in the queue, and it's from Pray for Play for Pray for Plagues. 
Shout out to you, man. And uh, let's play your audio message. Let's do it. So just out of pure curiosity, I searched that quote of the day that you said, and it yeah. showed, it comes up as um, an anonymous Smithsonian photo shoot quote. So it was like for a photography display. Uh, but I think the anonymity of it makes it more poignant, which is, yeah, it's a good quote. Thank you. Uh, nice to meet you both, gentlemen. Thank yeah, you. same to you, man. Nice to meet you, and welcome to Dini Takeover, episode 73. Hope you drop <laughs> a follow. Love it, man. Absolutely, absolutely love it. Shout out to um, Pray for Plagues, man. Shout out to you, bro. But um, without David, go ahead. Take it. Take it. No, yeah, take I'm going to... Let's move on to our Meet Me at the Rim segment, which is also our basketball segment, our NBA. And um, actually, before before I do that, um, uh, I forgot to mention this in the beginning, Eric. And it, it's, it's, in fact, St. Patrick's Day. And uh, oh. happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone out there. Um, basically, everyone's Irish today. That's what I heard. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Everybody I had some nice corned beef and cabbage, some Irish soda bread. Mm. There you go. Love it, man. Look at you. Look at, look at Corby Caddy. There you go. I like that. <laughs> oh. But uh, let, let's, get into the, let's get into uh, my first game that happened on March 14th, Monday. And Eric, I believe I had a prediction on this, so without further ado, it was the MVP matchup between Jokic and Embiid. A very must-see TV. Let's just say that. Hey, man, all I'm going to say is I am more than happy to go over this game because I have had a lot of people tell me Joel Embiid is the MVP. And I'm very much Nikola Jokic. I'm very much on that, that side of it. So without further ado, you guys will understand why I'm happy about to go over this game because we're going to it right now. So, Dave, first of all, the score is 124 to, for, to 116. David's dominating, dominating. Can't lie. But, um... Going to this, um, going into David's prediction, David had a prediction saying that the 76ers were going to beat the Nuggets 116 to 114. And David, unfortunately, the Nuggets came out on top versus the 76ers, and the Nuggets beat them 114 to 110. You were close with the score, but unfortunately, you picked the wrong team, so we can't give you a point for either of those right there. Now, you did say that Nikola Jokic would have. A double-double. And, you know, Nikola Jokic was like, forget all that. He's like, I'll do you one better. I'll get you a triple-double. So, he got you a triple-double in that game. We'll go into his stats in a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. But um, there's one point for you. And then you said that also that Joel Embiid would have 27-plus points and 6-plus rebounds. And Joel Embiid definitely did not let you down, David. He had 34 points and 9 rebounds. So, you get two points out of that, man. And your score... um. Totals up to 126. You get it back to double digits for a quick second, man. How are we feeling about that? I'll take it. You know, I need a couple points. There you go. I'll take it. All right, man. All right. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and go into this game really quick. And we'll start off with the Denver Nuggets, man. And, ah, I can't – again, ladies and gentlemen, I just got to say it, man. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that they won this game because it just helps Jokic's case. The fact that he was able to beat Embiid. I mean, I know it's still a team sport and stuff, so like we can there, there's other things that go into it, but let's just go into the game and we'll start with it. And we'll start with um the leading scorer, which was no other than Nikola Jokic. He had 22 points, 13 rebounds. Oh wait, I'm bugging. I'm sorry, he did not have a triple double. He only had a double double. I was reading, I was reading his defensive rebounds and his rebounds, so I thought he had triple double. My fault, ladies and gentlemen. But he had a double double. He had 22 points, 13 rebounds, eight assists, two steals, and two blocks. Um, he did have five turnovers. 
which is a little bit skeptical. But I mean, hey, he still got to his um his double double, and he also almost a quadruple shot, double. Uh, almost, <laughs> almost a quadruple. Uh, we love those quadruple doubles. Where's Russell Westbrook at, man? But um, Russell, where, where are you, Russell? Russell, <laughs> no, we don't have him on. Oh there. my gosh, Jokic also shot fifty percent from the field. And he shot 33% from the three-point line. Great game from Nikola Jokic. And right after him, he had some help tonight, man. Um, off the bench, um, he had this this guy's name is Bones, right? I'm not I'm not bugging out when I say that. Bones yeah, Highland, Bones. baby. Yeah, Bones Highland, man. Uh Bones Highland had 21 points off the bench, along with four rebounds and two assists, and he only had one turnover. Very efficient game for Bones Highland. Um, he also shot 50% from the field, and he shot 44% from the three-point line. So really efficient game from Bones Highland off the bench, which was much needed in this game right here. And also we can't we can't forget to mention um, a lot of help from Will Barton. Man, he had twenty points, three rebounds, two assists, and he also had one turnover. Another efficient game. Shot fifty percent from the field and fifty percent from the three point line. Very efficient numbers from this Nuggets team. Um, and that that's pretty much all she wrote from the Nuggets, man. But without further ado. Let's go ahead and dive into the Philadelphia 76ers stats. And leading the team in scoring, it was no other than Joel Embiid, man. Joel Embiid had 34 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, and 2 blocks. He also had 5 turnovers, though. Again, a little skeptical. David, David, you might say that that quadruple double is coming. Yeah? I'm trying to call Russell right now. He's not answering. Russell. (laughs) Russell. No? All right. He's not picking up. Someone tag Russell. It's time to get in here really quick, man. Um, (laughs) But... Other than that, man, Joel Embiid shot 55% from the field and 100% from the three-point line, um, but it still wasn't enough to get done over the Nuggets. And right after him, you had James Harden. He had 24 points, nine rebounds, 11 assists, um, one block, but he did have four turnovers. Um, But overall, he shot 54% from the field and 25% from the three-point line. Not very efficient from the three-point line, but overall still got a a good percentage from the field. And then the third highest scorer contributing to this to um to this team was none other than Tyrese um Maxi. My boy right there. Love me some Tyrese Maxi, but he had 19 points, three rebounds, three assists. Um, and he also shot 53% from the field and 33% from the three-point line. But that's pretty much it. That's all she wrote from um the 76ers. So David, I'm gonna ask you right now, man, what do you think? What do you think about this game in general? What what do you take from this game? That, uh, I mean, I don't take what you're taking. You're taking that Jokic is automatically MVP because he won this game. I, I believe it helps his case uh, in terms of the MVP race. But I think Joel Embiid, if you look at his numbers, he had a great game as well. If not a better game than Jokic, in my opinion. He had, what, 34 points, nine rebounds, four assists, one steal, two blocks. And uh, you look at Jokic, he had 22 points, 18, uh, 13 rebounds, eight assists, two steals, two blocks. Very similar, but I think Embiid takes it in the points. But I'm not, I'm not taking any credit away from Jokic. Obviously, he had a great game, and they won it, obviously, which helps his case a lot. But um, I don't think this, this game really puts a stamp on who is MVP, obviously. I think it was just one of those, like, it helps. Someone gets the edge. Someone gets the edge on the other person, you know? And I think Jokic obviously has his edge. I have him up there, my MVP, right? He's literally close with Embiid right now and Giannis. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be nice to see what happens in the next, what, 14 games. Regardless, more on this game. Man, the Nuggets were down by a lot of points. They were down by a lot of points. I, I don't even know. I think it was double figures at, at least they were down by. And uh, all of a sudden they come back and uh, they win this game. It's pretty much that simple. In the first quarter, they were down by 15 points. 
And then uh, they started coming back slowly. Slowly, second quarter, they were up by 10. Then third quarter, they were down by – it was just back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden, Denver, in the fourth quarter, they won that 33-22. to And that's when they took it. But regardless, great game by Jokic. Great game by um, Bones Highland, giving him some help off the bench. Very rare that we see some help <laughs> given to Jokic. But uh, and then also you had Will Barton dropping twenty points, so you can't ask for more from this Nuggets team. And it's a great victory for them, especially against uh, Joel Embiid, James Harden, and Tyrese Maxey team that actually pretty much had a great game. I mean, Harden had twenty four and eleven. Uh, like I said, Joel Embiid had thirty four, and then uh, Tyrese Maxey had nineteen. Those are pretty solid numbers, so- numbers that they produce night in, day in, day out. And uh, the Nuggets still got a victory, so it's very impressive by that side. All right, well, I will say this much. I definitely did not say that Jokic is MVP from this game. That did not come out of my mouth. I did not say that. You might have thought that, but I did not say that. I, I did say, however, that this helps his case 110%, right? And also, I want to mention as well, the only thing that Embiid really did better than Jokic in this game was score. Everything else Jokic beats him on. Maybe you could say a tie for defense, right, because – I. People, uh, a lot of people say Embiid is better than Jokic on defense, which I don't think is true at all. I think they're all they're actually the same, right? But people just don't see Jokic's defense because of what else he does. But overall, I mean, you could give Embiid the scoring, but I'm gonna take Yo, I'm gonna take Jokic's stat line every single time because he does more all around than Embiid than than Embiid does. But however, I honestly don't even believe that this game when you really when you really look at it as a whole. Um, Obviously, Jokic is going to be like this, the leader of this team. But I want to mention, like you said before, Bones, um, Bones Highland. When you really look at the stats, if it wasn't for his contribution, I don't know if they're really even in this game. You know what I mean? And also Will Barton. But I'm really looking at Bones Highland, the the efficiency that he came off the bench with, right? To shoot four for nine from the three point line and shoot fifty percent from the field. That that's huge for this team, right? When usually is Jokic who's backpacking everything. You know what I mean? So, and in a, in a situation like this, when you versus a very good team in the 76ers, this is something that you need. And Bones Highland stepped up to the plate, right? And also, at, to add into it, um, when you look at the 76ers, other than those those three guys that we mentioned, James Harding, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, you look at everyone else's stats, and it's just not enough, right? There's not enough support cast. I don't know what happened to Tobias, Tobias Harris, but ever since he, he came back, right, he was he was looking like, up and down, but then that big trade happened with Brooklyn, and then he just fell off, right? I don't know what – he only scored 10 points this game. He had seven rebounds, one assist, one steal. Um, not a bad game efficient efficiency-wise, but overall, like, they need more from him, obviously. Um, Matisse Thibault only had nine points. However, he did have six steals and two blocks, and that's what he's there for, his defense, right? So, he's not, he's not there to score points. He's there to do exactly what he's doing. Six steals in a game is ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. But – Overall, you look at the bench, and it's just not good enough. Danny Green, 0 for 5. Didn't make one basket. Okay? If he, make, if he shoots at least, what? If he makes two of his baskets, it's a tie game. Right? So, like, th- that's another big thing. Um, Georges Niang, he shot 2 for 12. Right? He had 8 points, but he shot 2 for 12. Again, the efficiency needs to be there. DeAndre Jordan couldn't really do much. Only had 3.6 rebounds. Shake Milton couldn't really do much. I mean, he only did he only he did take his one shot. You know what I mean? He was he was a hundred percent in the stat wise, but he only had three points. You know, so they needed more. For, I'm I'm looking at it more as they needed more from their team, right? The stars did their job, and then it ended up coming down to 
who had the better overall team. And I still believe that the 76ers do have the better overall team as, as of right now, right? But overall, they just wasn't the better team that night. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to. Um, you can have your stars put up monster numbers, but if your bench isn't uh, contributing, it's most likely going to end with you with an L and you're a lost column. But regardless, that's all I could take from this game. Obviously, uh, both MVP studs played at MVP level in this game, but um, one, one MVP took it over the other. I'll just say that. I don't even think MVP, uh, yo, um, potential MVP took it over the other because Embiid's not even MVP yet. Jokic was. But um, regardless, um, if, that, if you want to move on, let's move on if, if, you, if you want me to take it. I don't know if you want to add something else. Um, no, we do have an audio message. I, like, I would mm-hmm. just play. Move yeah, on. yeah. I, got, I had nothing else to say on this game. All good. All right, beautiful. beautiful. So let's move on to uh, – actually, before we move on to our next game, we do have an audio message in the queue. And it's from our boy Pray for Plague. So hope, shout out to you, man, and uh, let's play your audio message. Do it. Irish-based joke for you in honour of St. Patrick's Day. <clears throat> so this Irishman goes upstairs to his son's bedroom oh, and he yeah. sees his sno- he sees his son doing a line of cocaine. He smacks <laughs> him on the back of the head and says, if I catch you doing that again, I'll rub your fucking nose in it. to our next game and uh it was on tuesday march 15th and uh eric i love this game because you picked the brooklyn nets going up against the orlando magic not really a must-see tv game but we picked it because it's our brooklyn nets and eric said that the brooklyn nets obviously were going to win 120 to 110 and they obviously did that but by a much bigger <laughs> margin 150 to 108 <laughs> and no this game did not go into overtime nets did not play six quarters by themselves no, they actually played four quarters with the Magic, and they scored 150. So I can give you a point for the team, not the score. You also said that, that Kevin Durant was going to have 25-plus points and five-plus uh, rebounds, and he got you five-plus rebounds, but only 19 points. And uh, you'll understand why in a little bit. But um, So I cannot give you a point for that. But you did say that Cole Anthony was going to have 15-plus points, and he had 19. So you get two out of that prediction, brings your total up to 118. Currently, 126 to 118. Awesome, but um, bro. but um, let's go into the stats real quick. Like I said, the Orlando Magic, one of the, I think, in fact, the worst team in the NBA as of right now. Um, yeah, this stat line, nothing really too big. Yeah, Cole Anthony with nineteen points, seven assists. Uh, Franz Wagner with um, sixteen points, two assists, one steal. Wendell Carter Jr. with eighteen points, eight rebounds, four assists, one block. Um, and then off the bench you get is um. Mortis Wagner with 17 points and 11 rebounds and two assists. So great game for him off the bench. But obviously that wasn't enough because of a guy named, I don't know if you heard of him, Eric, but a guy named Kyrie Irving. Does that ring a bell? Ring a bell? Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar, right? Well, that guy Kyrie Irving had 60 points in this game. uh, Nets franchise record. The last time, uh, the highest one before that was actually... Deron Williams with 57 points. 
So um, he broke that Nets franchise record for the most points in the game, and he had 60 on that mark, but also shooting very efficiently. He shot 65% from the field and 67% from three, which is eight for 12, and also 92% from the field. So very efficient all the way around in the shooting, obviously, to score 60 points. But um, in the rebounding column, he had six rebounds, four assists, four steals, one block, and only one turnover. Talk about a perfect game. Eric, is that a definition of a perfect game? Very close to it. It just, it just is. I mean, like, if we really want to nitpick, I don't even want to. It, it's just the closest don't. thing that we've – Yeah, like, it's the closest thing that you probably get to a perfect game. It really is. Insane. Insane, and bro. He, he didn't play a fourth quarter because – why? There's no need. I mean, I want him to score. I want him to play a fourth quarter to see how much he can go up, how much more scoring he can do. But at that point, it's like, like literally 60 points could, was half of the, the, the Orlando Magic score. So, like, he didn't have to do anything else. But he did get some help by his teammates. And uh, you had Kevin Durant with 19 points, five rebounds, seven assists, one steal. And then you had Andre Drummond and Bruce Brown, both with 10 points apiece. And then off the bench, you had Kessler Edwards with 14 points, Nick Claxton with 12 points, and then Patty Mills with 15. And uh, that rounds out the whole uh, whole Brooklyn Nets team as a whole. That's that's what adds up to 150. And Eric, real quick, um, I know this game's not really an important one. No one really cares about the Orlando Magic. Obviously, everyone expects the Nets to beat the Orlando Magic, especially with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant sharing the floor. But... Um, even though, like, they still scored 150 points. Like, what does this game mean in general? Let's just say that. I, I would say, you know, as much as it's, like, a lot of people should look at, oh, it's the Orlando Magic. It's not a big deal. Guys, the score was 150 to 108. Like, we we dominated them badly. They, they got Kyrie Ky- Ky- Irving. Kyrie Irving dominated. Correction. Yeah, Kyrie Irving dominated, but no. <laughs> You look at the other stats, right? Obviously, Kevin Durant shot – Um, he had 19 points, but he shot six for nine. Like, he didn't even shoot that much, right? You give him the ball more, he's probably going to get, like, plus 25, right? Off the, then you have Bruce Brown, 10 points. Andre Drummond, 10 points. Nicholas Claxton, 12 points. Kessler, Kessler Edwards, who's someone usually that does not score, has 14 points. Patty Mills was, was off the chain tonight. He had 15 points. You know what I mean? Like, the, the story is Kyrie Irving because he scored 60 you know what I mean? But, like, that's it. it. Just in general, like, to score 150 points in one game on an NBA team, that's still a big deal. That's still a big deal. You know, granted, again, you're not going to do that. I mean, if we did this against the Bucks, that would be insane, right? If we did this against the Miami Heat, that would be insane. But overall, I, th- I still think it's um an amazing thing, right? I think it's a good moral um morality boost for um the Nets. Right, just to see someone like that go off, um, and just just to in inspire them to keep to keep this to keep it going, man. Keep these wins going. Obviously, they lost their their recent match, but um, overall, just keep it going and see what see what um they can get out of it, man. But yeah, nothing really much to say. I'm not gonna really focus on the Orlando Magic because again, like they got they got they got destroyed. They literally this yeah. is this been against boys. Realistically, it really was. Yeah, but, it's like it's like watching my high school varsity basketball team go up against <laughs> Brooklyn Nets. It was actually like <laughs> like you, at that at, in the beginning of the fourth quarter, you saw a bunch of like people I've never even heard of playing for the Orlando Magic, like Admiral Schofield. Who? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I don't even, I can't even pronounce this other guy's name, Ignis <laughs> Barikis. I, I I don't know. I really can't. But like these guys are getting eighteen, thirteen minutes. 
And it's because the Brooklyn Nets dominated pretty much at halftime, and they took it took it by then. But regardless, a quick little fun fact. I don't have much to say on this game. Obviously, it wasn't really that interesting, but Kyrie Irving, 60 points, is a big headliner. But um, quick fun fact, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant became the first um, teammates in NBA history to record back-to-back 50-plus point games. So isn't that exciting? Uh, Kevin Durant dropped 52 or 53 points against the Knicks on Sunday, and then uh, this game on Tuesday, Kyrie Irving dropped 60. So, um, yeah, was your fun fact of the day. David, you just gave me a hot take. I'm not going to say it now, but I'm going to wait till later. But okay. you, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you sparked my, um, my, my, my brain. In, or not Did spark, I? sparked. Where sparked, I get... sparked. What does spark mean? It's not even I a don't word. Know. I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> like, not even a word. Where did I get that from? But what's it called? Um, I just want—I want to ask this as well. Oh, I got another hot take. But ah, uh, should I wait till hot takes? I'll wait till hot takes. I'll, I'll I mean, you could ask it now if we're still in the conversation. Yeah, I just, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be like a long conversation, right? But mm-hmm. Markel Fultz, man, this dude went number one overall. Can we talk about it really quick? Like, I know he's been injured, and like I know it hasn't been easy for him, but he really went number all, number one overall to the Philadelphia 76ers. And what happened? Like, he's on the magic now, and he's just not good. Like, he's just, <sighs> he's just not good enough to start. He just really isn't. And, I mean, you have to give him time. Maybe next year he really finds his form. But, dang, bro, is this, is this guy possibly – one of the biggest busts of all time. I, don't even, I, I like Mark. That's, like, sad to say. Not the biggest bust of all time, because you got other guys like Anthony Bennett, Bennett up yeah. there as well. But, um, I mean, obviously looking like it, because obviously he's done nothing throughout this career. Philadelphia drafting first overall pick um, back in 2017. And uh, he's only was on that team for two years. He played a total com- – uh, in two seasons with Philadelphia, he played a combined of 33 games. That is out of 164 games. So <laughs> that's not a good record to have. And then also, uh, he only played like a, close to a full season when he went to, back to Orlando Magic after his, like, his comeback season. And he played 17, 72 games out of the 81 and dropped 12 points. So obviously, a traumatic injury like that is not going to make you the same. And uh, I think he just had it. And uh, he obviously never has been that same person. And I don't think he ever will be that same person because injuries haunt him for the rest of his life. And also, I don't think he has what it takes, in a sense, for NBA games, uh, game, uh, NBA type of play. Let's just say that. Yeah. I, listen, I was I just um searched up Anthony Bad stats just to give me like a refresher on like how mm-hmm. people was. Yeah, there's no one else worse than Anthony Bennett. Wow. <laughs> Dude, his career high on point. His career, he like on his career, right? He averaged four points. <laughs> career he played he played four seasons in the NBA and he was on four different teams and he averaged four points oh, oh he didn't even average a block like he didn't even <laughs> assist oh first my first overall God. pick number one overall pick and he, and he can't even average you five points oh my gosh at least Markel Fultz is averaging nine this season. Yeah, like he's gonna—he's already higher than him. Like you can't. Oh my gosh, Anthony Bennett, bro! I wish I was—I wish I was in the basketball at the time to really, really like see what this guy did, bro. Because he would have been 
It, you I was aren't missing anything. Huh? You aren't missing anything. <laughs> oh, Devontae Adams got traded to the Raiders. Oh, what? What? Devontae Adams just got traded to the Raiders. Devontae Adams. Just got traded to the Raiders. Are you serious? I just got a report saying that. No, no, no. Wait, we have to pause. I'm sorry. Dude. Wait, I have to see what this blog post. He said Packers are trading Pro Bowl wide receiver Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders for two prime 2022 picks. What? Wait. Are you sure? David, it's on Bleach Report. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, this, this is... Bro, we're going to search that up for you guys right now if you guys didn't get the update. So currently, no, this... we are finding out a trade that happened with Devontae Adams going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Correct, Eric? Yes. No, they haven't posted any more details that on it. Huh? I mean, it, it could just be – possibly it could be a rumor. Hopefully, hopefully it's like it is a rumor because I like Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers. Now that messes up that whole situation in Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. Right? I'm so I'm trying to send it to you right now. Oh my gosh, that does mess up the entire thing for Green Bay. Yes, I think I think it's true. David, nope. Devonte Adams. Unless this is fake news, but as far as I'm concerned, I just got a report saying that Devonte Adams is on the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh my gosh! Don't tell me it's, it can't be for two picks though. That's what I'm confused about. You know. Like, there's no way they just traded him for two picks, right? There has to be a lot more for that. For, for has I mean, to receiver like that has to definitely a lot more. But, I mean, that is crazy, man. And let's talk about that real quick, if you don't mind. Um, if the report is true, Devontae Adams is, in fact, a Las Vegas Raider. And uh, Aaron Rodgers signed a three-year, $150 million contract. Uh, he basically screwed himself <laughs> over in that sense. I mean, unless they had discussions that, like, hey, Aaron Rodgers, we're not, we're possibly looking to trade Devontae Adams. But in my opinion, I think Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers were one of the best one and two combinations in football. Like, they had the most touchdowns and all that stuff. They were just very reliable. And I think for Aaron Rodgers to, to, to agree with that trade is very, um, very far-fetched for me because I, I just can't believe it. I can't sit here and say, oh, Aaron Rodgers wanted that to happen because of how successful they have been in the past. In my opinion, I think it was just more of a Devontae Adams being frustrated with being franchise tagged in that sense and him just going like, you know what? Screw you guys. I want my money. Wow. I'm just – I'm waiting for more details. I want to see if I can find more details on it because I just refuse to believe. I believe – I think it definitely is true. But I just, I just refuse to believe it was just for two prime picks. Like I just, no, there's no way, there's no way they just they got away with that. I'm sorry, there's there's no way, bro. But now, the new look Raiders. I mean, um, they had. It basically goes to show that the AFC AFC West is stacked already. It has been with Russell God. Wilson going to the Broncos. You got the Las Vegas Raiders recently acquiring, um, what we call it, Devontae Adams. So do the trade, and um, also what else you got? Who else is in? Who else is in that division? You got the the the, the Chargers, and you got the the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh my gosh, that Not is an, one insane division. No one's gonna make it out of alive. No one's gonna make it out, out alive in that division. Only <laughs> those might be three teams are gonna make the playoffs in that. 
Dude, oh, is it possible for all four of them to make it? I don't. It's not. It's not possible. No, right? it's not possible. Oh my gosh! You don't, like the Denver Bro- Denver Broncos fans are crying right now, in my opinion, because like when you really look at it, it's like their team got got better with Russell Wilson, but it's like look at their division now. The division is it, Chargers are going to be one of the best defenses in the freaking league next year. The Raiders have Devontae Adams, and I don't personally, I don't think Derek Carr is that bad of a quarterback. I think he can handle it, right? Oh yeah. And then uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are the Kansas City Chiefs. What do the Broncos have? And the Broncos have in terms in terms of wide receiver. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, I mean, I know they have like some decent wide receivers, but overall, when you Courtney, compare it to everyone, yeah. what do they like? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All they have is Russell Wilson. That's a lot, but still. They have a good defense, although a top top ten defense in the league, which could help. And yeah, breaking news: the Packers are trading Devontae Adams uh, to the Raiders for two prime twenty twenty two picks. Yeah, so Adam Schefter reports. So it is official, and I, I'm pretty sure in the next ten minutes we're gonna hear a report that says Aaron Rodgers decides to cancel the contract and leave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless he had something to be a part of it, I just can't fathom the aspect of Aaron Rodgers playing without Devontae Adams. It just, it just doesn't, it just, it blows my mind. But Eric, before we keep on talking about this breaking news and uh, we do have audio messages. So while we're looking up, while you're looking up the information, we're going to play them. Okay. All right, go ahead. And the first one's from Mr. Motivation. So let's hear what he's got to say. So this is what I got to say. Um, I agree with okay. everything you said. Uh, Kyrie did do great. I don't like giving him credit because I still question his leadership skills. Is it rainy? Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> but anyway, um, I still think he's the problem. Kyrie is the thing that stops Kyrie. Like he cr- clearly showed that he can play, but being that he's not, and I, I, and this is what I kind of bounce back and forth with because I think it's idiotic at this point. I mean, we're mask free. Nobody's pushing vaccines anymore. Just let the I was about to say, boy, that's going to be racist. Let the man play. You know what I'm saying? Let the man play. And, uh, you know, he can he can show you how, how this team can really be healthy with just him and K- uh, KD even before uh, whenever Ben Simmons gets back. But being the fact that he can't play, the you're just hurt. Like, they got 13 more games. Y'all got 13 more games. He only can play in three of them. He's not playing again until Wednesday. Like, Yeah. That's what, that's the whole part that sucks about it because this gives us false hope that Brooklyn drops 150. That's with Kyrie Irving and KD. It's been like that all season. When they've been playing together, they've been putting up high, uh, high efficient offensive numbers, and then all of a sudden they go back home, and KD, they lose to the Dallas Mavericks. It's like, what the heck? Is this the same Brooklyn Nets team that we saw score 150 against the Orlando Magic? It's absolutely deceiving, and it's not fair. It's, it, it, I agree, man. And um, that is just tough. Honestly, it's just, it's just like a tough. It's like a. I don't know. I, how do you? I don't even know how to explain it. It's like you you get excited. It's like oh my gosh, it's amazing. But then you just have to remember in the back of your mind, you can't play at home games. You know what I mean? It's like a little mm-hmm. guy in the back of your ear. It's like just is bugging you. Yeah, but, it's like it's like it's like a part of me doesn't even want the Brooklyn Nets to to get into the top four. They want to rather stay lower seed, so you get away games. I'm like, yeah, man, that's sad, honestly. That's so annoying, to be honest. But I will say I'll say this much. Um, I don't know how it's going to go, to be honest. I want to say easily that it's like whoever's going to see Brooklyn in the playoffs is going to be a problem. But, like, I can't, like, I can't comfortably say that because 
it's clear that we're definitely beatable without Kyrie. You know what I mean? So I don't really know how I feel. You know, like it's gonna are we gonna have to go to every every single game? Gonna have to go to a seven game series? Is Katie's gonna have to Katie's gonna have to break his back to freaking get a win on at home? I don't feel like that's how it should be. You know, and and can the question is can it seem like that win a championship? You know, and you gotta ask yourself the question. And we're Brooklyn Nets fans over here too, so it's tough to say mm-hmm. that. You know, and and also with Ben Simmons not having played a game yet and looking like to play like the last two games of the season it looks like is that chemistry going to click it's just a lot of question marks with the Brooklyn Nets but um let's move on to Shockwave's next audio message okay let's do it fellas what are your thoughts on Devontae Adams heading to the Raiders another big move in the offseason that that AFC West is ridiculous you know Shockwave I give you credit because you made that message at 731 so I, I believe we figured that out at what seven thirty five. So you knew that before everyone. Do you like know Adam Schefter or something? Like, <laughs> is that, that it? I wouldn't but, be shocked. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, I mean that that division is, is stacked. I mean, everyone's been saying it. AFC West. You got Patrick Mahomes, Las Vegas, uh, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders now with Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. You got the Broncos with Russell Wilson and. And not to forget, you got the Los Angeles Chargers with Justin Herbert and that insane defense, it looks like, right now. But, Eric, if you had to pick the worst team out of that division, who are you going out with? Who's going to finish last in that division? The, the Broncos. Yeah. It's, it's just – it's just – there's no way. I, I feel I feel bad because they're a good team. But, like, you just look at everything else, I just don't know how. I I, I just – I just don't know how. I'm I'm – David, I'm like lost for words right now. You have no idea because like I'm literally, they got him for two prime picks. Like, why couldn't the Jets trade for that? I, I'm just, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just lost. I'm just so lost. How? How has this happened? Who allowed this? Like, who actually allowed this? Oh my gosh. Well, the AFC is stacked. The now AFC look at is... that. Now look at this team for the Raiders. Derek Carr at QB, who I think is a pretty good quarterback. He can definitely, he definitely produces a lot of passing yards, above 300 in almost every single game. You got Derek Carr, who likes to throw it down the field a lot. So he's got Devontae Adams as a security blanket. So Derek Carr is your quarterback. You got Josh Jacobs as your running back, a solid, a great running back. You got Darren Waller at your tight end. Devontae Adams? Oh, my God. That, that – those four are already dominating the offensive end. It's just not fair. It really Gosh, isn't. This is ridiculous. The question is, like, I don't know who's first, second, or third. I really don't. It's so I tight. Really... Especially with this trade. Now you're like, oh, I thought Raiders were going to be in last place, and now they look like a good team. Exactly, bro. I'm literally lost for words. I'm literally lost for words. Oh, my gosh. That's a blockbuster trade right there. It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Either either way, man. Is what it is. That's all I can say. It is what it is. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Shockwave, just say how we feel. We're very shocked. And for the cheap price that they got him, if it's only two prime picks, like probably first round picks, then it's very shocking that they only got it for that little. That's um, what shocks me so much. It's like. Only two prime picks? Is Green Bay high? Like, what? It's Devontae <laughs> Adams. I just want to oh. know what's going through Aaron Rodgers' head right now. 
Because <laughs> Aaron Rodgers in the past was very upset with the way the GM was always making him distant from his decision-making. Like, they traded, um, what's his name, Jordy Nelson. Remember Jordy Nelson with the yep. Aaron Rodgers? One of Aaron Rodgers' favorite wide receivers, they traded him, I believe, to the, Ro- the Las Vegas Raiders, too. And he was kind of upset about that. But they drafted a quarterback. He was kind of upset about that. So does this, like, Aaron Rodgers know that – was Aaron Rodgers a, 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 on a, bo- a board with this? Was he, a, on, like, on board with this? That's all I want to know. Because he was. I, I find it so hard that he wasn't because, obviously, he wants to win. And, obviously, one of the – like we said in previous episodes – that Devonta Adams and Aaron Rodgers are a package deal, right? Yes. And like to see one of them away, it just doesn't. I can't fathom it yet. And I just, I just think Aaron Rodgers might be saying something in the next couple of days. So just watch out for that on the Pat McAfee show. <laughs> oh my gosh, his his contract. He signed a five year, one hundred and forty four million dollar deal. Oof. What does that oh. average out to? You know. I have no idea. Well, it's one hundred forty. It's one hundred forty-one point twenty-five. So, like, wait, I'll find that out for you right now. Hundred forty-one. So yeah, hundred forty-one. Um, you don't have to round up and just divide it by five. See what you get right there. He's making about twenty-eight point two mil a year. Ah, oh, that's quarterback God. money, baby. That's quarterback money. Bro, he went and got his bag. Oh my gosh! Aaron Rodgers is literally looking at the TV. He's he turned on ESPN. His mouth is on. His jaws on the ground. He's calling. That's the if, calling. Bro, like, that's if ahead, he doesn't go. know about. The, that's if he doesn't know about the decision. If he's on board with that, which I find, I, I really want to know Aaron Rodgers what he's thinking right now because he just signed three years of one hundred fifty million dollars, with you know most thinking? likely the intentions of Devontae Adams coming back. You know what he's thinking right now? <laughs> what? Aaron Rodgers. Like buy me out, buy out my contract right now. That's what he's thinking. He's like, buy me out right now. He might. He might. Oh my gosh, bro! Imagine he signs that big deal and just doesn't play. You know what he might do? You ready? He might pull a Gronk. Now listen up. He might retire. (laughs) He might retire from Green Bay and then become a free agent and offer waivers or whatever, and then sign to any other team. Oh my gosh, bro! This is insane. This free agency is insane. The free the Chargers are, are the Chargers, Khalil Mack. You got oh my you got Deshaun Watson. We're still trying to figure out where he's going, right? You mm-hmm. got Russell Wilson with the Broncos. Now you got these now you got the Raiders with Devontae Adams. You got um Tom Brady coming back from retirement. You also got the Ravens getting double double bluffed by um the the guy with, what was his name? The Darius like, Smith. <laughs> yes. Like, there's so much stuff going on. Oh, it my is. God. And you know what that means, though? That equals an exciting year of football waiting to come. Exactly. But, um, the, Jets, the Jets as well, they've been doing pretty well. I, I, I can't have. lie. I got to mention they them have. as well. But, um, but uh, let's move ahead. on to these audio messages there because we got a lot of them. And uh, yeah. this one's from Mr. Motivation. So let's hear what you guys say. Yo, breaking news, guys. Former wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers, Devontae Adams, has been traded to the Las Vegas Raiders where he will reunite with his college quarterback, Derek Carr. The AFC West is fully stacked and loaded. This will be the toughest division we've seen in football in a long, long time. But this also will prove that Aaron Rodgers 
is Aaron Rodgers really that guy or was it Devontae Adams? This also will prove is Devontae Adams really that guy or was it Aaron Rodgers? These questions will finally be answered. It's almost like the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. This will be an interesting football season. Please continue. Yeah, definitely. What's it called? I will say this much, though. You see see how he compared it to the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady situation? I I think it's going to be exactly like that. Like, I feel like Tom Brady went and did his thing. Bill Belichick went and did his thing as well. You know what I mean? Like, both of them were still amazing without each other, you know? I think it's going to be the same case. I think Aaron Rodgers, if he chooses to play, because Aaron Rodgers might not even play at this point. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what's it called? If Aaron Rodgers does play, I think Aaron Rodgers is just going to be that guy. And if Devontae Adams is going to play, I think Devontae Adams is going to be that guy as well, you know? So, just, just I feel like it's gonna be, that's the way it's going to go. It's just looking very, very, very foggy right now in the AFC, AFC uh, West right now. But without further ado, Eric, we do have another audio message from Shockwave. So, let's hear what you guys say. Do it. Yeah, it's not a rumor. Um, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter reported it. So, you know, yeah, Adams is headed to the Raiders to reunite with his college teammate Derek Carr. Yep. That AFC West is ridiculous. Oh my gosh! Don't even get me started. It's it. it just, I just can't fathom it. I wish my team was one of those teams. Do you though? I no, mean, not yeah, in the no. same. Not 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 in the same division, but like. Yeah, talent wise. All I know that the all we gotta do is handle is handle the Browns and the Steelers, and we'll be okay. That's all we have to do. Handle, the Bengals yeah, are diverse. And then the first round, you verse the Las Vegas Raiders. In the second round, you verse the Kansas City Chiefs. Third round, and <laughs> the AFC Conference, you verse uh, the Las the Los Angeles Chargers. It's like you can't win. Yeah, it's like you gotta beat super teams already at the Super Bowl. Like think think of it this way. Every single match that they go, but let's not forget about the Buffalo Bills. Hold up, Von Miller. Hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah. We can't. We can't forget about them either. You know what I mean? Like you, the AFC, the AFC West, not the AFC West, just the AFC in general. Whoever's gonna come out the AFC should most definitely win the Super Bowl. Most definitely, bro. You know, it's gonna be like super. It's gonna be like Super Bowl matchup after Super Bowl matchup for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if we thought if we thought the Kansas City Chiefs versus Bills game was interesting, boy oh boy, we got a we got an interesting <laughs> interesting year coming up. I'd say that. Hopefully, you see a lot more of those games. But we do have another audio message from Mister Motivations. Let's do it. You give into this organization, you put them in position, and your freaking quarterback keeps choking it up every moment um, <laughs> that you get to a chance to get back get to a Super Bowl, and um, top it all off like. You can't pay everybody. So Aaron Rodgers got $200 million for four years with $150 million guaranteed. So how were they going to be able to squeeze that in the budget to accommodate for Devontae Adams? And Devontae Adams, you see Christian Kirk get, what, $72 million for four years. Christian Kirk. And you're freaking (laughs) Devontae Adams? And you're asking your franchise, the one you gave your blood, sweat, and tears, you're asking them for more money, and they can't do nothing for you to get to that long-term deal? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. balancing. A sorry tell receiver like Christian Kirk just got paid, and you paid the quarterback. You can't pay me? Mm-hmm. No, you're 100% right, and that's exactly – I bet you that that was his intentions. But um, that's what do you great, call it? Big. Great, 
great take, 100%. And I agree with it. I think Devontae Adams, after looking at this free agency, he's like, hold up, I play better than Christian Kirk, and he's making, what, about $15 million or $15 million a year? That's a bunch of BS. I want to make more, and he has every right to do so. He's, in fact, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL as of right now. And, um, yeah, man, but that's why it brings it back to the – Brings it back to the old, uh, the old, the old analogy. That it's not really an analogy, but the old thing they used to say is that um, quarterbacks or teams that um, that are very like heavy on the cap in terms of like you know Aaron Rodgers just signed a fifty million dollar a year you know salary, and they have no more money to go out into playmaking uh, positions like the wide receiver side, tight end, running back, defensive side. They have no money to do that because they have no more cap because they spend it all on one quarterback. And uh, they always say that the, if you have a quarterback with a high salary, your team most likely never makes it to the Super Bowl. Very little. Or, in fact, wins it. So, uh, it looks like Green Bay's digging themselves a nice grave right now. Hopefully, they get nice and comfortable in it. Hey, yo, ESPN is crazy. It's been already – they already updated it. Devontae Abs, they already put him on the Raiders. It's like, that's crazy. That is crazy, bro. Devontae Adams. He's in his Green Bay Packers jersey, but he has the Raiders logo behind his head. Oh, my gosh. Insane. Absolutely, Absolutely insane. But, um, wow. Keep it going. Did you have another, did another one from Mr. Motivations? Sleep on the Broncos. They still got a good defense. They got. They I now know. have a quarterback. This Like I said, this AFC West is going to be the toughest and one of the best divisions we've seen in recent football history. I'm willing to put money on that. Is that everybody has pieces that are completing them? They're going to be hard to beat. They're going to be scared. Think about this. Think about this. They were hard. They were scary this year, especially yeah. for Dallas. Denver beat Dallas with Teddy Bridgewater. Denver, Denver. I mean, the Raiders beat Dallas. Mahomes beat Dallas. They barely won against the Chargers. Like, like. Not saying that, that Dallas is that big dominant team, but Dallas was stacked and Dallas was doing well. But the Denver with what they I mean, the AFC West with what they had almost swept that whole division. So like don't sleep on this division. I'm not sleeping on them. I just think that uh, I'm not sleeping on the division. I'm I'm talking about the Broncos in particular. I'm not sleeping on the Broncos. I just think out of everyone else, I think the Broncos are a very young team in terms of their wide receiver core. And uh, I think, un- unfortunately, age, I think, in my opinion, has a factor to do, especially during the playoffs aspect. These young players have never been to that type of environment. But, uh, and the Las Vegas Raiders have been last season. Patrick Mahomes has been for many years. And um, Los Angeles Chargers. Have the Los Angeles Chargers even made a Super Bowl? I might be wrong on that one. I don't think so. Not in that Super Bowl. Playoffs? The La- they- have they made the playoffs yet? Like, as an organization? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I'll check but it for you right now. I'm saying while Justin Har- Herbert has been quarterback. Oh, oh then no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't, so, like, in terms of young players, I guess Los Angeles Chargers, but they added a lot of veteran guys on the defensive end to really help out that team. So, I think out of every single thing on that team, every single team on that division, I got to go with the Broncos Looking like the team in the last place. I don't know. That's in my opinion. They're gonna be they're gonna be a last place with like a five hundred record. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. They're gonna win all their other games except for the ones in the division. Oh my <laughs> I'd be so I'd be so sick. 
What are you? What else are you supposed to do? Oh my gosh! Imagine you finish your record eleven and six, and you're in the last place. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> How does that even work? How does that even work? Oh, that's so oh. sad. There's no way. I I don't like the fact that they're not able to make. Well, I mean, no, I do like the fact because that means that the Ravens can uh can uh squeeze in there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right? Like I said, I'm a Ravens fan. All I got, all we gotta be worried about is the Bengals. Right, take care of business outside the Bengals, and we'll be okay. If you don't take care of business outside the Bengals, we have a problem. <laughs> Houston, we got a problem, but we do have a we do have an audio message from Shockwave, so let's hear it. Let's do it. Yo, Aaron Rodgers will probably be upset until that oh, yeah. direct deposit hits the bank account. <laughs> then they'll be like, you know what? We'll figure it out. <laughs> I mean. Then- I mean, you look at that wide receiver core in Green Bay right now, and without Devontae Adams, you got Adam Lazard, Valdez oh. Scandling. He's on. He's in a free agent right now, so you literally got nobody. Randall Cobb, like, come on. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna try to look it up right now. To be honest with you, they they as of right now, currently the wide receivers and like not considering who's a free agent and who's not for the Green Bay Packers are Chris Blair. Randall Cobb, Rico Gafford, Alan Lazard, Amari Rogers, look at this name, Aquinemus St. Brown, Malik Taylor, Marquez Valdez-Scatling, um, and Juan Winfrey. Mm. Does, that, does, any of, does any of those guys sound like a number one receiver? <laughs> I mean, unless they want to step up, I'm saying Green Bay, obviously, like I said, Get a nice blanket going down into the grave because you're going to be there for uh, a little bit. Let's say that throughout the season. Wow. Green Bay, man. Oh, no. This is crazy, man. But keep it going, David. All right. The next one's from Alligator Walk. Shout out to you, man. And here's your own message. Oh, what a crazy day yesterday for the NBA world. KD hit a clutch shot. Spencer Dilly came back and hit a clutch shot, too. Mm-hmm. Stephen Curry got injured. Marcus Smart will be considered a dirty player right now. Uh, <laughs> what does happen? Oh, OKC versus Spurs. Uh, Lonnie Walker hit a game winner. And uh, what else happened? Mm-hmm. Trying to think. Oh, the Lakers lost. This nothing new though. So that's why you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, I forgot it. I, it was a lot of game cameras. I forgot most of it. But yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. A lot of stuff happened last night. Unfortunately, the one that scarred me the most was mm, Kevin Durant hitting that nice shot. And then all of a sudden, Spencer did when he's like, you know what? Anything you can do, I can do better. And he shot the game winner. So oh. that that, that kind of hurt me a little bit. <laughs> Especially coming from Spencer Dinwiddie, of all people. You know what I mean? Former yeah. Nets. We traded him away. Just sucks, man. Wait, no. Wait, am I bugging? Did we trade him away? Yes. We... Um. Wait. It, well, it was more of a sign and trade. So basically, yeah. we didn't trade him, but he he was a free agent. So then he he signed with the Washington Wizards. So we got like a sign and trade out of it. Yeah. Because we couldn't afford him, but yeah, that, that hurt. That hurt a little bit. Yeah. But, but um, I can't forget about Carl Anthony Towns, sixty points. That was insane. <laughs> that was. 
That was. And them making and them trolling the Lakers last night was absolutely hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Bro, they were like, Pat Beth and Carnegie Towns was trolling was 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 trolling Russell Westbrook. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, yeah, you see Pat Bev give a pat on the back to uh, LeBron James, like. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, and then obviously, like the one like thing with him and, and Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook like saying like, he's a like, I forgot the words that he, but he like something around like magical or like he's not like he's not really that guy, right? And then <laughs> yeah. and then Pat Bev was like, well, my boy looked like a real magician this year. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, hey, bro, they, they they thrashed the Lakers. They did. They did. There's no other word to put it. They literally spanked them. But um, uh, let's move on. Shout out to Alligator Walk here and Mr. Motivation. Here's your audio message. I'm more concerned for Aaron Rodgers than I am Devontae Adams. For the simple fact, Derek Carr is a decent quarterback. He's a, he's a little above average mm-hmm. or average quarterback. He now going to have one of those big weapons that he's going to be able to work with, just like he does with Darren Waller and all the other good stuff. And Rodgers was force-feeding this ball to Devontae Adams the whole time through the soup, through the playoffs, through the regular season. He's force-feeding Adams. With your number one target gone, you now have to prove with Lazar and, and Randall Cobb and all those other guys that you're still that guy that can put up points and, and can get to your wide receivers without having that number one guy until they figure out who they're going to replace him with. So I'm more concerned about Aaron Rodgers, and they just paid him that money, versus I am Devontae Adams. Oh, a, a thousand percent. Because yeah. Devontae Adams has a quarterback. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is a bad quarterback. I'm saying that Aaron, Devontae Adams is going into a situation where it's not like he's going to the New York Giants where he has Daniel Jones or something like that. Shout out to Dan, Daniel Jones, but like honestly, or going to Jacksonville and having Trevor Lawrence, like some inexperienced, not that high level quarterback. He's going to a really, I think, a really good quarterback in Derek Carr. Like I said, having above 100, 300 passing yards a game. Like he's that type of guy. And, um, yeah, now, but on Aaron Rodgers' side, he's going to have to do what Tom Brady did in New England. Now, hear me out. Tom Brady, um, he had a bunch of nobodies as his wide receivers, correct? He had a bunch of, like, Chris Hogan, like, some guys that I've probably never even heard of, and he developed them into pretty good, pretty good wide receivers. Now, will Aaron Rodgers have that similar season? Will he have the Tom Brady effect? Who knows? I don't think so. But definitely, he's going to have to step up. I agree, man. I definitely agree. That's really what you say. You hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. But um, our next one's from Alligator Walk, so let's hear it. Uh, like I was saying, in my opinion, I think the Lakers probably going to have – the Lakers going to have the biggest free agency moving. I can tell you how it's going. Russell Westbrook going to be gone. Probably Dwight, Trevor, all them. The only people that probably going to be left on the roster is TAC. LeBron and AD, I'm I'm betting I'm betting. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Russell Westbrook has already agreed with the Lakers that he will be leaving in the offseason. So there goes that waste of money and uh and a waste of a roster spot, honestly. But yeah, Lakers I, are gonna have to do like a mini rebuild. They they are gonna have to. And honestly, I think the people that are gonna be left in the team, like he was saying, I think people that or people that I think that they should keep, right? Obviously LeBron, A D, um they, they, I do have a little bit of a hot take though, but like, uh, I have so many hot takes now. They're just, they're just all popping up during the show. What the heck? <laughs> um, I'll just say it now though, but like, I there's there's like a little bit of part of me that thinks that they should trade AD for a big package, right? 
And, like, in, in return, obviously, you could still contend for a championship, but maybe something else because AD, for me, just gets injured way too many times, right? And there's too many excuse, There's too many moments in the Lakers where it's like, what if? And it's like, what if AD was not hurt? We would be winning all these championships, you know? But, like, he's always injured, so it's it, that's annoying, right? But LeBron, AD, I think Carmelo should stay, right? I think they should keep Malik Monk, Um and I can't really think of anybody else. Can't really uh, Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, yeah. I mean, he's good, you know what I mean? But at the same time, he, he needs – he's got a good mentor in LeBron James, but I don't think he's a piece that they need in order to get a championship, you know? I he think still helps Austin, off the bench, though. I, what is he averaging right now? It's like he helps, but, like, there's like he's, like, in and out. You know what I mean? He's not – he's definitely, like – he's not one of the best rookies this year, in my opinion. The oh, dude's but... he's averaging six points, two rebounds, one one assist. Like he's he's doing up, he's putting up like little numbers. I think he needs for to go un- with... for undrafted rookie. He's doing pretty good. Uh, I'm not impressed, but either, <laughs> either way, um, just a couple, just a couple of names, a couple of names that they definitely should keep. But everyone else, they gotta go. There you go. But um, we got a next one from Mr. Motivation. So see what he's gotta say. I'll go based off a of quarterback. So I'm going to go Mahomes, number one, coming out, of course. Um, follow that up with Russell Wilson. No. Uh, and then I'll go with Derek Carr and then Justin Herbert. And the only reason I'm going to take Justin, I'm going to take Derek Carr over Justin Herbert is because of Devontae Adams. Now he has that number one wide receiver. So I feel like that makes it a better, a better receiving core. It's going to put you in a better position to win more games down the stretch. And even though I believe in Justin Herbert and I think it could work. That coaching and his decision sometimes, even with the stacked defense, can still make things very questionable. Uh, we've seen what the Chargers been able to do as far as losing in close games, him going for crazy in the fourth down. I think it, they still may be a coach away and um, from really making some noise over a Raiders or a Denver Broncos. And I know Nathaniel Hackett, but I'm saying Russell Wilson, he's been there. He knows the moment. I, I, I just I don't see Denver being the bottom of this division. Wow. Mm. I I would say, you know, I like your points. Um, it's crazy to me, like I obviously like, you don't see not saying that Justin Herbert's a bad quarterback, but it's just crazy how like to like hear the words like Justin Herbert bottom, you know what I mean? Like it's just weird. Mm-hmm. But, that, but I just want to point that out. But also, you know, I, I can't say you put out some great points. I can't like I can't argue it in my opinion. Just, you I made can. great points. I don't, I don't agree, but you made some great points. You know what I mean? Just opinions. I'm going to argue it. I'm going to argue, Mr. Motivations. Uh, putting Justin Herbert at last, I would switch Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert in that division. Patrick Mahomes, in terms of best quarterbacks in AFC, I think, going into next season, you got Patrick Mahomes at number one, Justin Herbert at number two, Derek Carr at number three because of the Devontae Adams trade, and then Russell Wilson at number four. I'm going to keep on saying Russell Wilson had uh, last year, he was out for like what, eight games or something after almost more than half the season because of his hand injury. Obviously, obviously it was just like one injury, but still he had a little bit more, like, I just don't see him thriving, especially at the age he is. I think he's 30, what, 33 years old. It's just a little bit too old in my sense for them to start, to start um, working with Russell Wilson to say that. And also, I don't think he has no help. You got Cortland Sutton. I think he's a great young player, but obviously, like I said, he's young. He's no, no, 
he hasn't taken that next step yet. And maybe Russell Wilson will give him the options up to it. But um, as of right now, I just don't think in terms of playmakers on each team, I think you look at Los Angeles charges with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has done ex- some exceptional things. And he's got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on that side as well, helping him out. And also Austin Eckler, one of the, I think one of the most underrated running backs in the league. And um, regardless, I just think if you swap those two, that's the that's the the best uh, the best quarterbacks in the AFC West. You know, uh, I will say this much. From what I know, what I've seen, I just I just can't. If we're putting up like just strictly talent on quarterbacks in that division, I would say Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr. Right, and the reason I say that is because, like, obviously, yeah, you have a wide receiver now that they can help you a lot, right? But overall, we're just talking about if we're just talking about the quarterback and himself and what they're able, what they're capable of doing. I think Russell Wilson is still a better quarterback than Justin Herbert and Derek Carr, right? But again, I think this is more just like opinion based right now because, like, obviously, like we don't really, we obviously know what Russell Wilson can do, right? He's been in the moment before, but like you said, he was injured. You know what I mean? So let's see how he re- he reacts. To um to the injury and, and, and now being coming back and um being on a completely new team. Let's see how it let's see how it all fold unfolds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the ultimatum. And you said that we always we we've seen Russell Wilson before, and obviously he's a great exceptional talent. Like obviously he's great, but we never seen him on the Denver Broncos. Obviously, Very true. and that's going to be a different script. He didn't like he had DK Metcalf. He had Tyler Lockett, who he used yeah. love to throw to all the time. So I don't know. A very good point. That's a very good point right there to your argument. We've never mm-hmm. seen Russell on the Denver Broncos, so that's a very that's seeds valid. You know, every I feel like all of our points are like valid. You know, same for Mr. Motivation, same for you. You know what I mean? So we'll, we we uh, it. That's that's why it's like I feel like just, like just gotta wait and see, see what happens. Yeah, man. So uh, we have five audio messages in the queue. I say like we just go over a prediction for the last two games in the NBA and just move on. What do you think? Yeah, like, like go over the two last two games and go back to the audio messages and then keep keep moving. Correct. Yeah. All right, we're we're definitely. We don't have to go over the game. Just go over our prediction at this point. Just give a little oh. quick synopsis. Like like quick like quick summary of the games. You know what I mean? I like yeah, that. yeah. All right. Um, who's up though? You just went right, or did I just? Yeah. Go? Uh, I, I I predicted yours, so you go up to mine. Celtics versus Warriors. So and that's on a Wednesday. Okay. So. Like they, well, David said it. You know, Celtics versus Warriors. David had a prediction on it. Um, he had said that. Sorry, I gotta pull this up really quick. Um, he had said that the Celtics were gonna win one eighteen to one fifteen, right? And um, David, the Celtics did get the W for you, man. They but they won one ten to eighty eight. They dominated the the Warriors, man. They absolutely dominated the Warriors. Um, so we give you a point. For the team, however, not the score, right? And then also you said that Curry would have three or more three-pointers made. And just to get that that stat for you right here, wow. You know, it's unfortunate, David, because this is the game that Curry got hurt. So we only played 14 minutes, right? But um, he only made one three. So unfortunately, we can't give you – obviously, I, I feel like if he definitely played the full game, he definitely would have got that done for you. But he only made one three. So um, we can't give you the point for that. But you did say Jason Tatum would have 30-plus points. And, ah, Jason Tatum only got you 26, man. 
So unfortunately, we can't give you the point for that either. So you only come out with one point in that prediction, which gets the score up to 127. So it's currently 127 to 118. But um, quick synopsis of the game, like David said, um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown led their team with 26 points. Jason Tatum had a double-double. Um, that's pretty much all she wrote for the Boston Celtics. And obviously, you know, Curry got injured. Um, Draymond Green came back this game, which is big for them, right? But, but um, Jordan Poole led the team with 29 points as a whole. And that's Clay Thompson shot awfully. Um, David, what's 8 for 24? Really quick. Uh, what is that, 33%? No? And, Wait, hold up. Wait, let me see if I can find it. I had to that is 33.3%. And what's one for eleven? Uh, I want to say that is nine percent. Ouch! Thirty-three percent from the field, nine percent from the three-point line. But yeah, David, give us a quick synopsis. What do you think about this game? Um, there's this one point where people, Steve Kerr, was getting angry that um, obviously because his star player Curry got injured, but they said the um, uh, Steve Kerr was calling um Marcus Smart a dirty that was a dirty act. He should have never done that. But when you really watch it, I don't think Marcus Smart did anything wrong. He dove for the ball, and Curry bent at his at his at his back. And um, I mean, at that point, you're gonna get injured most of the time if the guy is rolling on your ankle. That's why you gotta dive for the ball. That is the difference between hustling and non-hustling. You get injured like that, like Steph Curry just did. And um, I don't think I don't think Marcus Smart did anything wrong. He just hustled, and something Curry will be watching back at that play and being like, "Man, I should I should have dove." I should have dove, and uh, that's basically it. Now he has a sprained ankle, and he will. Re- he, he's expected to return for the playoffs. You know, oh, oh, I saw. I mean, I saw that he was out indefinitely, but again, that's not mm-hmm. like. A, I guess that's good for them because they need Curry. If they don't have Curry, there's no no vibes. Simple yeah. as that. Oh, I have to trade because of the Devontae Adams thing. It's here. Just like confirm it. Packers receive Raiders 2022 first and second round picks. What? That's it? What? That's it! Are you kidding me? Oh, my. What's with the robbery? They just, that's that's literally it, David. I'm looking for other things. I I can't find anything else. I literally Uh, can't find First and second round pick, the Raiders. uh, What number pick do the Raiders have this season? I don't even know. This is a joke. This is. This is not even real. This is made up. Oh, first, they gave them they gave them a bag of potato chips for Devontae Adams. Oh my gosh! So oh the Raiders gosh. have the Raiders have the 20, 22nd pick in the first round. It's a late first round pick, and they gave them the fifty third for a second round pick. That oh is God. a terrible trade for <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. Not only do you not get a player in return, you only. You only get a first-round pick and a second-round pick for a best wide receiver in the NFL in Devontae Adams. This is this is blasphemy, and I'm using a, a, a big word that I probably never use in my life. This is ridiculous. So you're telling me that my team, the New York Jets, could have gave him our first two two first-round picks that we had for a star wide receiver in Devontae Adams, and it just they just didn't want to do it. They didn't want to take it. I mean, bunch of BS, man. No way. No way. <laughs> If I'm Green Bay fans, I'm I'm mad that we only got those two picks in return. No way. And if I'm Raiders fans, I think we stole that thing with our eyes closed. Oh my god. Dude, they gave them two picks. 
for Devontae Adams. That's like equivalent to like, oh my gosh. For all my like NBA heads, David, tell me if I'm wrong on this or not. That's like giving up two first round picks for like Kyrie, not Kyrie, because he's the, the, I won't say Kyrie, for like Devin Booker or like Chris Paul. Bro, what? I mean, I would, I would say Kyrie. Why not? Same caliber. I, Kyrie at full elite. time. Let's say that. Elite. And the elite player. Any elite player in the NBA, you get and you trade him for two first round picks. Oh my gosh. I've never seen that's the biggest finesse I've ever seen in my life. Two for bro. They said take a 22nd first round pick and a 53rd second round pick for a the the top three receiver in the league. Oh my gosh. Every other team's GM right now should be punching the air. Dude, <laughs> they got him for chump change. They said, I'll give you a bag of chips. For Devontae Adams. And they said, deal. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Oh, I need, to, I need to know what's going on. Aaron Rodgers is, is, is going absolutely berserk right now. There's I'm no telling you, he, he's retiring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's no way. There's actually no way. Oh, I'm so sorry I cut you off. I'm so sorry I cut you off. But um, continue. You talk about Marcus Smart and um, Steve Kerr. Sorry about that. Oh, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. I, I got a little heated on that argument. But I basically said that I don't think what Marcus Smart did was a, a, a bad act. I think he was going for the ball, and Curry should have went for the ball too and hustled. But nope, and he got injured. So that sucks, and uh, the Warriors will expect him back for the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, if you really look at it, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, you, don't, you never like to see anyone get hurt, but like Marcus Smart literally dove on the ball. He didn't dive on Curry's leg. And Curry's leg was there, but like, no, no offense, like, if I'm – if I'm in the same situation, I'm worried about getting the ball. And I'm not worried about the other dude. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get it's not my fault. Like, I'm I'm just I'm playing basketball. It's it's it happens. Injuries happen. That wasn't a dirty play. It's not like Zaza Patrulia, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you gotta, Zaza Go ahead. I'm sorry. I said you gotta look at the eyes. The eyes of intent. Uh Marcus yeah. Smart his eyes were focused on the ball only. He was not focused about his surroundings. And if Marcus Smart was looking at the uh, looking at Curry and like moving more towards Curry, I'd be like, okay, that was a, that was a bad act. But he was literally eyes on the ball, looking to get that ball. What's it called? I I just don't understand. Like, I don't. I I didn't see it bad. I mean, I know Steve Kerr's gonna be heated because, um, oh, another upset's about to happen in March Madness, I believe. Who? Oh my god! Oh, it's the UConn number five UConn on upset on upset watch. Oh, New really? Mexico State. Nice. Yeah. I have them winning. Yes. Let's go. You do? Yeah. <laughs> bro, I, my bags are already busted, bro. It sucks. UConn. Come on. Oh, my gosh. But listen, I um, I would say, I would say, um, what was it? What were we talking about? Oh, Steve Kerr. I understand why you're upset because it's your best player, but at the same time, nah, you didn't. That wasn't dirty. That definitely wasn't dirty, in my opinion. But yeah, pretty much it. Steve Kerr was more worried about his playoff hopes at that point. Yeah, all his frustration, his emotions well, re- getting released. But I um, season flashed before his eyes. He was like, "No." <laughs> but uh, let's go over this last game that Eric predicted in the NBA, and we'll move on to the audio messages. But it was the Jazz versus the Bulls, and Eric said that the Bulls are going to win one twenty-five to one thirteen, and the Jazz actually won one twenty-five to one ten, very close. But um, uh, I mean, from your prediction, not not the game in general, but so yeah. I can't give you a point for the team or the score. 
However, you just said DeMar DeRozan was going to have 25-plus points, and he just got you 25. And Mitchell, uh, Donovan Mitchell was going to have 25-plus points as well. And he went off, and he had 37. So, um, basically, to sum this up, uh, Donovan Mitchell had 37, three rebounds, five assists, four turnovers. Rudy Gobert had 14, 20 rebounds, two assists, one steal, four blocks. Um, Jordan Clarkson off the bench at 26 points. Um, Knight, uh, wait, Alexander Walker had 16 points as well. And uh, Mike Conley had 14. And uh, we move on to the Chicago Bulls side. DeMar DeRozan had 25. Uh, Zach Levine had 33. Io DeSumo had 15. And Nick Vucevic had um, 10 points. And Kobe White off the bench with 12. Um, pretty much sums it up. DeMar DeRozan is not dropping 30 plus. They're not winning games. And even if Vucevic is not helping out, that many big three has to produce numbers day in and day out. And uh, they just got overtaken by a good defensive Utah Jazz team. And Donovan Mitchell went off. It's basically that simple. But So basically, the score of our prediction game is 127 to 120, me going into next week. There it is. Beautiful. I mean, I, I like just quick comments just to add on to like what you were saying about the game. Yeah, please. Like, you know, you know how like we always say like that Don, not Donovan Mitchell, Demar Derozan needs to drop thirty points in order for the Bulls to win. In this situation, um, I I don't want to blame I don't blame one person solely because it's a team sport, but um, blame yeah, Nikola, Vuce, Nikola Vucevic got clamped. It's just that simple. Dude went five. Blame shot five four, <laughs> He shot five fourteen and he shot zero for six from the three point line. That's literally it. Rudy Gobert won his matchup significantly. And um, Donovan Mitchell did what he had to do. Jordan Clarkson did what he had to do. But everyone else played well. You know what I mean? Um, can't really get, can't really be mad. Can't really be mad at what they did. It's just that Vooch got clamped. You know, so different day. That was a key factor. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's why I say that. Awesome. But ladies and gentlemen, let's go over our next games that are happening on Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, not Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this upcoming week. So stay tuned on Monday. See if we get these predictions correct. And um, on on Friday, Eric has the Mavs versus the 76ers. You got the 76ers winning 118 to 107 with Embiid having 30 plus points and Luka Doncic with a 25 plus point double double. I got a cough. I muted himself. I took a breath of oh air and then all of a sudden I started choking on my air. I'm like, oh gosh. But my apologies. But <laughs> but then on uh, Sunday. Eric has the Knicks versus the Utah Jazz, and I am so happy to say this that Eric is now a New York Knicks fan because he had no! the New York Knicks winning one hundred nine to one hundred eight with RJ Perry no! with twenty plus points and Donovan Mitchell twenty five plus points. So, Eric, we no. love to have you on board. Thank you for having no. the Knicks win, and that's no. simple. That's that's it. No, no, bro. That's the one. That's like the biggest insult that you could say to me. I, Eric's <laughs> a New York Knicks fan. Don't do that. I I do not like the Knicks, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let let that be known. I do not like the New York Knicks, but. I'm only a Brooklyn Nets fan. Only a Brooklyn Nets fan. But um, going to David's predictions, <laughs> David was a little mad because he had to pick one. He had to pick the toilet bowl for tonight. Uh, we had to pick of um, he had to pick of uh, the Pistons versus the Magic in his prediction. Man, he has the Pistons winning one seventeen to one hundred eight. Um, that's looking pretty good right now for you, David. Um, it's currently seventy three to sixty two for the um the Pistons. Now, David, I I want to offer. I, I do want to – I feel bad. I want to offer something. They, they just started the third quarter, right? Cade Cunningham's mm-hmm. not playing. And you have Cade Cunningham. Oh, gosh. You – look at the stats right now, okay? And we look at the stats right now. Pick somebody that you think, like, give me a stat line and we could trade out Cade, right, by the end of the game. Mm. Let's say 
that Sadiq Bay will have 40 points by the end of the game. 40 point, 40 point game from 40 plus points. Yeah. All right. From Sadiq thank you for Bay. thank you for letting that offer. I appreciate it. Yeah, I I I hate when that happens. So, what's it called? Um, what's it called? By the way, ladies and gentlemen, that's not blasphemous because um Sadiq Bay has 30 points right now, and it's li- they literally just started the third the um the third quarter, so he's going absolutely insane. Um. But there's no defense being played because both teams have like third quarter scores in a, in a sense. But um, I mean, what do you expect? It's a battle for last place. <laughs> That's so bad. Oh my gosh! And then he has Cole Anthony with 15 plus points, and currently Cole Anthony has two. And he's 0 for eight. Oh my gosh! There's... Ben, uh, Ben, is that you? Ben, <laughs> no. Good luck with that one, David. But then also he has the Bucks versus the Timberwolves. And he has the Bucks winning 122 to 115. He has Carl Anthony Towns with 20 plus points and six plus rebounds. And he has Giannis Antetokounmpo with 25 plus points, um, mm-hmm. a 25 point plus point double double. Oh, David! What happened? They said that Aaron Rodgers knew Devontae Adams was gone. Whoa. Said they, they said that Aaron Rodgers resigned knowing the star wide receiver would never play for the Packers again. That oh. is a definition of. Drum roll, please. Selfish. <laughs> selfish. That is his key definition of selfish right there. Now, Aaron Rodgers is not going to win a Super Bowl ever again in his life uh, because he does not have Devontae <laughs> Adams. That is what's going to happen. Oh, my gosh. This is the, Aaron Rodgers knew it. That's he shocking. Did, he took the bag, and he was like, I'm taking the bag and running. He said, I knew it was going to happen. Wow. That is, oh. that, that's... That's so sad to hear because I really do like Aaron Rodgers, but to see him do something like that is honestly, like you, like I said, selfish. There's no other words to put it because he can honestly take a humble thirty million dollar deal and still have Devontae Adams on like a twenty plus million dollar deal. That is definitely possible, but uh, I mean, he screwed himself over. What else to say? That's nuts. The fact that like. We're over here saying that Aaron Rodgers is going to rip his hair out, all this stuff. My my boy really said, yeah, I knew it. It's what, it is what it is. He just he just wanted his money. At that point, you know what I think it is? I think Aaron Rodgers is, is just slowly riding, riding off into the sunset now. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. He wants Enjoy to take as right, much money. Enjoy it right now, people, because Aaron Rodgers is, is on his way out. Because that is no way. Oh, my gosh. He gave up his best receiver. Oh imagine that. Imagine that, and and having no chance, and you know that with your wire best yeah. wide receiver, and you know that you're not gonna have any chance to diverse any of these teams, and you still give up your best wide receiver. It's selfish, man. I, now, I just can't but, fathom it. Really quick, if we look at it right now, his division is not the greatest. So, I still see they. I mean, you have the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, um, and the Minnesota Vikings. The only good team in that division is the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, and the Green Bay Packers, obviously. But no, like, not not the Detroit Lions. No, the oh. <laughs> Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are not even. I don't even consider them a football team at this point. Like they, <laughs> they're just there. just there for fun. What's it called? The Chicago Bears recently just lost Allen Robinson, so like they're another person. Another team's just rebuilding, you know. So wait, Eric, Eric, real quick. Did did the yeah. did the Detroit Lions even sign anyone in free agency? Because no one even wants to go there. <laughs> no. Go there, you would think they have, they have probably, probably the biggest cap in the world, 
and no one wants to go there because there's just no upside of being on, on being in the Detroit Lions right now. So it's sad. Like, the only what, what, what can you look at for the Detroit Lions? What DeAndre Swift? Like like what else can you look at? There's a couple good players on that team, right? Well, you could get the first overall pick. Mm, oh my gosh, bro, DeAndre Swift. What's the other guy? Um, yeah, T.J. Hawkinson. I can't forget yeah. T.J. Hawkinson. No. Never forget that. But with <laughs> buzz, um, just straight up, like they they got like what two good players, a couple good players, you know? They, yeah. they not, not enough. Like no one wants to play for the Detroit Lions. They have to. They don't have to rebuild from picks. Oh my gosh! But they, I think the Green Packers, they possibly still, they they, I think they still do make playoffs, but they're probably a first round exit. You know? Yeah. I mean. They might win the division, obviously, because the division's not that good. The playoffs come. Bye. Bye. Devontae Adams, <laughs> is gonna, Devontae Adams is gonna ride into the sunset with Derek Carr, throwing him a Hail Mary. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> a Hail Mary? Oh my gosh. What's it called? Or right? Or the Vikings win the division. You never know. The Vikings are good. They're not That's bad true. Team. That's true. The Vikings won the division. Like uh, I don't know. When when was I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. But for right now, David, lead us into our um into our next segment. Well, before we do, let's play these audio messages. So, oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. We have them for a long time. But this next one's from Shockwave. So let's hear what you guys say. Fellas, I know you guys are big time LA Galaxy fans. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the two and one start? I think they played decent in Seattle, but um. They gave up a couple. Well, they played decent on offense, but they gave up a couple easy goals on a penalty, and then they let that one trickle in. So, what are your thoughts on the Galaxy at two and one to start the year? Uh, Wait, let's just clear something, Shockwave. Let's clear something. Me and Eric, we were both NYCFC fans and Red Bull fans. No, no LA, no nothing. What's it called? There's no ch- I'm sorry. There's no chance of an LA fan. Stop that. Don't do that. What's it called? What's it called? I, this is like the only sport where like I just kind of I'm like with David on like liking both New York teams and just being happy. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I can't choose the Red Bulls and 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 the NYCFC. I literally recently I went to um the NYCFC game versus um Montreal Montreal CF and yes. Um, What's it called? I was literally chanting, New York is blue and white, right? And, like, I'm thinking in my head, like, wow, I feel bad. I feel like I'm betraying the, the Red Bulls right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, <laughs> Bulls, but I like both teams. Leave me alone, you know? I mean, I don't fault you. I, I like both teams for multiple teams. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, um, LA, LA Galaxy, they start off to the season. Um, nothing to be worried about, honestly. They, they, um, not a bad start. They're still they're always gonna be a top team in my opinion, right? It's just it's just because it's LA, you know. It's kind of like you kind of relate it to. It's 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 a European sport but Americanized. So like in other words, you get soccer but you still have your big markets, you know. So like LA is like not equivalent to um to Lakers, but like in the sense of popularity, you know what I mean? Like so regardless, Mm -hmm. they're always in, in other words. Basically saying all in all, they're always gonna have a good start to the season, you know what I mean? Or they're always gonna be a top team. So nothing to be worried about. They'll be fine. Right now, they're yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I, I agree. I agree, Eric. LA Galaxy, even though 
Currently, they're sitting fifth in the Western Conference with only six points. I th- I still think they're fine. I mean, honestly, they have two wins on their season right now, one loss, and uh, I mean that one that one loss came to Seattle Sounders three two uh, defeat. But um, yeah, I think they're I think they're solid. I mean, look at the players. How can you not say they're solid? You got Chicharito, who is going to be one of the best strikers, goal scorers in the MLS uh, this season, I believe. Um, you also got Douglas Costa. You got uh, Alvarez. You got a lot of young, good players as well. And you got Slasha Kleshton, who used to be my former Red Bull that I, I really liked. And, and I'm kind of mad that he's on here. But you got a lot of young, solid players. And um, it's just going to take time. You got Delgado. He's from uh, Toronto. He came here. But you got a lot of young, good, talented players. And especially with the veteran leadership, Douglas Costa and Chicharito, I think this team will go far they're definitely the top three team in the western conference without a doubt yeah we'll so nothing to worry about nothing to worry about and also another thing with, when it comes to soccer you can't really oh i, I soccer slash footballs um what's it called when it comes when it comes to the sport like we're only three games into the season you can't really um judge three games into the season you know because soccer is also a very unpredictable sport and like there's a lot of teams that usually get off to a great great start but then they end as the season goes on. They'll become like a normal. The like you'll see where they are midway through. Or like I say, I I like to say like the safest, the safest time to check where a team is is like ten games in. You know what I mean? Ten mm-hmm. games. You're well into you're well into the season. The beginning of the season, you've kind of sorted out your starting lineup already. You know what I mean? Start sorted out your 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 starting roster. You know who's on your bench and stuff like that. So wait like ten games, see where they're at, and then if you you could be worried or not. You know? Definitely. Yep. But um, the second one's from Shockwave as well, so let's hear it. Do it. So Ian Rappaport is reporting that when Rodgers was negotiating his contract, he knew that Devontae was not going to play with the Packers anymore. So, like, they knew in the organization that the situation was too far gone. Um, That's the way Rappaport put it. So Rodgers had the heads up that they were going to go into the season without Adams, so... I don't think uh, Rodgers is upset, you know. Hold no, up. definitely not. How did you know that? That was 8.03. That's what I'm saying. I just reported that like five minutes ago. How did he know? That? And they, my report came from a notification. You know what I mean? So like, they just reported as well. How did you know it before freaking Bleach report? I'm like, telling you, Shockwave is Adam Schefter in disguise. <laughs> it's just that simple. There's no other way to put it. He knows these things before they, people actually know them, man. He knew that Monty Adams was getting traded before Aaron Rodgers even signed his contract, to be honest with you. That's so, what Shockwave, Shockwave, can I ask you something about my <laughs> New York Jets and Giants? Will they get another stud player? Please can, let me know. I can't answer that for you, David. It's a no. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. I got to wait for Shockwave to give me the affirmative. But, no, um, we're, trading, um, we're trading you guys Hollywood Brown for um, Braxton Berrios. Get out of here. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> get out of here. Bro, let me get a track of Barrios for your, for hol- for holiday for Hollywood I said holiday. Hollywood Brown, bro. Quick trade. <laughs> I mean that point, give him to the Green Bay. They need a they need a wide receiver now. <laughs> but uh let's move on to our next audio message from Alligator Walk. It's it it's 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 a dream that the Lakers are so bad they nearly got Russell Westbrook, LeBron, like LeBron, literally carried the team to the finals in the playoffs. But that's playoff Bron, though. It's not regular season, bro. But like, wasn't Bron back in like I know he old, but like 
Back in 2018, wasn't that team bad though? He still got the 50 wins, but like you know what I'm saying, LeBron old now. He don't put. It's supposed to be AD, not LeBron. It's still him though. Russell Westbrook, I don't. I, he just uh, he he's bad. Malik Monk is better than uh uh uh. That's how bad it's been. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, Malik Monk is playing better than Russell Westbrook, and it, it came it came a switch during the season. Where um, Russell Westbrook was getting the ball, uh, handling the ball more often, and then all of a sudden Malik Monk was handling the ball, and they started getting wins. It's like what, like what's happening? So a lot of problems in Los Angeles right now. LeBron can't do it by himself. Obviously, he's getting older, but he's doing the best he can. Like, come on, he dropped two fifty-point games, and <laughs> since the All Star break, like he's doing all he can. You, LeBron can't do much else, man. You can't really expect this man to to go crazy, like. He, he he needs a break. Not everyone can do it at night and night out fifty points. That's ridiculous. The day I see that is the day we crown a new goat. That's you know what I'm saying? Like that that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. But um yeah, it's just shocking. Also, David, um I know you would I know you we had like both were asking like when was the last time the, the Vikings won the division? The yeah. last one was two thousand and fifteen, bro. Oh my gosh, we weren't even born. <laughs> Bro, the Vikings fans all around, all around um, the, the United States right now are like, like cheering, jumping for joy. They're like, we finally might be able to win the division because Aaron Rodgers has owned that. Aaron Rodgers has single handedly destroyed three teams by himself. Yeah, like, who, who, like who's Aaron Rodgers gonna throw to? Matt Lafleur? Like, come on. <laughs> oh, he's gonna throw it to AJ Dillon, bro. <laughs> he's gonna throw it to him. Oh, but. Uh, Let's play this next one for Mr. Motivations. Do it. Yo, David, David, David. Listen to Uncle Motivation. Uncle, Mo- Uncle Motivation in the building. <laughs> um, look, Russell Wilson did get hurt. He had a thumb injury that kept him out of the game for like six to eight weeks, whatever. But you got to think, when he was with the uh, – keep in mind, he he's on the same path as Mahomes. He's won a Super Bowl, and he's went, went to two Super Bowls. Could have won that one, but Michael Butler in the past. But whatever. Um, when he has a defense, which I believe, you know, Denver has a, a quality defense, when he has an offensive line, which Denver has an offensive line, which he didn't have in Seattle these last couple of years, and he has a few weapons, like, I mean, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, yeah, they're big names, but they're they're not, like, big, big names, so Jerry Judy and, and Cortland Sutton, they, these are our second, third-year guys, they, they are going to be elevated because of Russell Wilson, and now he has a line that's going to give him more time. And we, we, like, Justin Herbert didn't even make the playoffs. Derek Carr. I, I, I understand your point. I do. I really do. Oh, wait. He has more. He has more. Let me let me, let me let him finish. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. Let me cut off. But Derek Carr did. Like, like they battled it out. And, and, and Derek Carr got his team in position to kick that field goal and make it to the playoffs. Justin Herbert didn't. The coach blew a bunch of calls in the Chiefs game that they, they basically could have won or, or had potential to win. Herbert is still young. How can you put someone in their second or third year over a, a Super Bowl winning quarterback and a two-time Super Bowl appearance quarterback? And I can say the same for Mahomes. I can't say that for Derek Carr and Justin Herbert. So, yes, they have to go to the back end of this division because you've got two Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks in this division. Mr. Marley, I get what you're saying, but I can put Justin Herbert over Russell Wilson because Justin Herbert is playing for the same team. He is in the same situation. He has more improvements to his team, actually, this season 
and he has. So I see a lot of upside with this. With Russell Wilson, obviously he's an exceptional quarterback, and I'm not taking anything away from him. He's he's honestly awesome. But um, he's on a new roster, a new scheme, a new team. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Like, it, it's a lot of question marks. And, my, and like, I'm going to keep on bringing it back. Obviously, he has an offensive line. Like, obviously, I could actually hold him for more than three seconds, which is going to help him a lot tremendously. But in the long run, I'm going to say it, Tyler Lockett was a big, big guy for Russell Wilson. He needs to find a guy like that in terms of, like, Cortland Sutton, maybe a Jerry Judy, which I think he has potential of bringing them up. But I'm saying in terms – why I have Justin Herbert over Russell Wilson in terms of the situation to put in, I think Justin Herbert is in a little bit more of a better situation than Russell. But then again, I've never seen Russell play with Denver yet, so we'll see what happens. Exactly, man. That's 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 essentially that's what it comes down to. Let's just see what happens, you know. Mm-hmm, definitely. But um, let's move on to the next one from Mr. Motivations. Think about it though. If you got a car, right? Mm-hmm. And the car ain't going to work for you at all. And somebody comes to you and be like, hey, look, I know that car is, is nice. I know it's expensive. I know it'll still work. And I know I can get it to run for me. But uh, I ain't going to overpay you for it because it ain't going to work for you. Because you you're not going to do the things that it takes to make it work. So why am I going to overpay for it? So if you want it, I'm going to drop you this, you know, these two, two thousand. Even though it's worth about three, four, five, about about five thousand dollars, I'm gonna drop you two thousand, and I take it off your head because it ain't gonna work for you. And you like, well, he right. It don't matter what I say or what I do. This it ain't gonna work for me. So I, yeah, yeah, give me the, give me two thousand, give me two thousand for it. That's basically what it was. You got so somebody that ain't gonna work for you. You gotta get what you can get for them. I love Mr. Motivation's analogies. It's always it's always great. <laughs> but I'm cutting it out, David. I think my thing's frozen right now. Oh yeah, you were cutting it out. Can you hear me? Oh uh, yeah, I hear you now. My thing is frozen. I can still see Mr. There it goes. Okay. Sorry about that. I was I, I was listening, but I didn't catch the end of it. But yeah, that 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 analysis that um analysis is great. Or uh, that analogy. Yeah, analogy. He always has good analogies and motivations. But uh, let's move on. To, we have three more, and one's from Biggie Sports. So shout out to Biggie Sports, man. Welcome to the building, and uh, here's your audio message. Hey, guys, just joining in your show. I don't know if you guys have spoken about this, but don't be shocked if you see the Packers turn around and send that first and maybe a third to Seattle for young DK Metcalf. Be a great fit for the Packers, and it would help the Seahawks rebuild their team. Oh, oh, Ooh. oh! DK. Hey? That would make the Jets really upset because DK. Yeah, I know y'all want him. I don't want DK. You don't want DK? No, I, I, in my opinion, I think he's a little overrated. Mm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Hot take. I- I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. But, hey, man, for the Packers, DK wouldn't be overrated in that sense. You know I mean? No. I mean, he's better than he's better than St. Brown or better than throwing to uh, Randall Cobb or someone like that, you know. You actually <laughs> have a guy who can you actually can trust and throw nice red zone passes. And, like, like he's going to get up there, just say that. 
Yeah, most definitely. But that was a good that was a good take right there. That might be that might be a possibility. DK to freaking um D, DK to Green Bay. That'd be insane. I mean, yeah, I mean, it looks like it. it looks like DK wants to get out of Seattle, so why not if, go to Green Bay, play with Aaron Rodgers? If DK if Aaron Rodgers can win a division with DK Metcalf, oh my gosh, bro. But not not Devontae uh, imagine imagine if Aaron Rodgers wins a Super Bowl with DK Metcalf but not Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, nah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I, I wouldn't know what to say about that. I just wouldn't know what to say. Cause I, I definitely think Devontae Adams is miles ahead of DK Metcalf. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So the fact I'm saying like if they could win the division alone, Aaron Rodgers is just a bad man. He just owns the division. That division won't no one else will be with, will be able to win the division until Aaron Rodgers retires. Which looks like in three years. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Good. Keep it going. But the next one is from Shockwave. Let's hear it. Yo, I got to jump in on this Russell Wilson thing. Uh, He is really overrated. He had DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett for the last handful of years. And Seattle has won one playoff game in the last six or seven seasons. So... Russell Wilson's postseason success was only when the Legion of Boom was in uh, full strength and they had Marshawn Lynch with that power running game. When it's been all on Wilson, Seattle has done diddly squat, dude. Like, they won one playoff game in six or seven years. That is a great, that is a good take. That is a good take. And But also, I'm not going to blame it fully on Russell Wilson because obviously he's got to be able to stay in the pocket for more than a second. So the offensive line comes into factor two. The offensive line doesn't help. You can have any great quarterback under center, but if you don't have a a good offensive line, you're not the great quarterback's not going to do do nothing. Hey Amen. Oh, that was a really good point. Mm-hmm. That was a really good point. That's all I really gotta say. But um, hey, again, I'm more of a just wait till it, let's see what happens. Let's just see mm-hmm. what and, happens. Russell Wilson is going into a better defense than what he had, so definitely maybe maybe he can go back to the playoffs. But let's move on to the last and final audio message from Mister Motivation. So let's hear what he's got to say. Also, shout out to Shockwave. David, we're we're gonna have to just agree to disagree, but I'm gonna leave this here <laughs> because I like history, and that was one of my favorite subjects in school was history. Okay. And what I know about history, it repeats itself. Tom Brady, long-term, long-time Patriot, leaves the Patriots, goes to Tampa Bay, wins a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, long-time Detroit Lion, leaves Detroit, goes to the Rams, wins a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson, long-term, long-time Seahawk, leaves the Seahawks, goes to Denver. You, you fill in the rest. That's what I'm seeing. And I like Mahomes more than anything, but that's what I'm seeing. Cause this is the type of move they made. It is history repeats itself. This was this team was missing, and now they got that piece. Yeah, but Mister Motivations, the history is skipping over the Russell Wilson part. It's going straight to the either the Sean Watson part or going right to uh, maybe Baker Mayfield part. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, forget the history. The Denver Broncos are not winning the Super Bowl. No, no, I believe that. I refuse to believe that. Oh my gosh, that happens. No, if that if that happens, I, I don't even know what I would do. 
Lamar has to go to the Super Bowl, bro. Come on. You know, Mr. Motivations, I think the New York Jets are going to go farther into the playoffs. Or oh. at, make the playoffs before the Denver Broncos do. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> that what? might be... Wait a minute. Actually, yeah, no. Nah. Nah. <laughs> you guys got to compete with the Patriots. You guys pa- got to Who? Patriots who? Come on. We're New York pa- Jets. Who? We're New York uh, Jets. We don't mess around over here. Hold up. Hold up. Let's just go ahead and go into this season and um, see how they did against the Patriots. Oh, they versus the Patriots. Um, they lost 25 to 6. Okay. All right. Let's see the second matchup because they versed them twice, right? Don't they? Don't you verse them twice? Or am I bugging? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, in your division. oh, yeah. 54 to 13. Got it. No, no, no. Yeah, but that was before we get this offseason. So, let's oh, see yeah. What happens. All right. So, my, my bad. 54 to 26. No, 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 no. Yeah, the Jets' favorite. No, not no shots. Watch, watch. Actions speak louder than words, my friend. Gosh, man. This guy thinks that the paid. You think the Jets are going to for the the, the Broncos? Yeah. Mm, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Maybe I'm a little biased. Who knows? But. Either way, we'll see what happens. But, David, the time, man. What are we about to do? <laughs> I say we move on to our next segment, ladies and gentlemen, called the Hot Takes. And we do have one hot take, I believe, on our Instagram. So if you want to give us a hot take, it's on our Instagram. And it's actually from Shockley, correct? Um, Yes. Let me pull it up right now as we're speaking. I I'm say pretty we just sure. Do, I think we just do this hot take and then we move on to a little bit of big deal, a little big deal, and then we wrap the show. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. What's it called? It's just one from Shockwave. You're right. Okay. Oh, you want me to read it? Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> I know, totally, totally, my brain just farted, but regardless. Oh, that's not, that's gross. <laughs> Shut up. Sorry. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I take everything so literally. A brain farts. Oh, my Disgusting, God. bro. That's disgusting. How is that even possible? I, I don't know. All right, hot take segment. Here we go. Chocolate hot take. Up. Hot take. Do brains fart? <laughs> oh my gosh! Chocolate asked us. Um, he said biggest surprise early in MLS season. What's your biggest surprise early this early on this MLS season? Uh, first off, shout out to Shockwave. Great question. Bringing up the MLS. We love MLS around here. And um, my biggest shock. And now the shock could be either a biggest surprise. It could be either. Big, like, like it got a team that I didn't expect that's up higher or going to be a team that I expected to be up higher that's actually low, correct? Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to – okay. So, the biggest shock, I'm going to have to go with – I'm going to have to go with third place in the Western Conference, third place, Austin FC. Yep. Austin yep. FC in the third place of the Western Conference with a total of seven points. It's absolutely ridiculous. They're just like – they're 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 doing actually i'm sorry six points i'm sorry they're in third place in the western conference with six points and the reason why I, i'm surprised by them because obviously they're one of the newer um newer expansion teams so i didn't really expect them to be that high and also not only that they have the highest uh they have the highest goal scored uh four that means like how much goals you score in a match in the first three games and they have the highest throughout the whole mls with 10 goals Ten goals. The second highest is in fact Columbus in first place. Columbus in the Eastern Conference with nine. So for Austin FC to be one of those newly uh, 
expansion teams and to be third as of right now with six points and only allowed two goals too. So they have a goal differential of eight. Those are great numbers. And I think I would take that any day, especially as a, a newer club. But um, yeah, I think Austin FC, they got that five, nothing victory against Cincinnati and then a five, one um, victory against inter Miami. And then obviously they lost against Portland one, nothing, but against a good team like Portland, they only lost one, nothing. I still think that's a solid, uh, a solid, solid game for them. But uh, Austin, I think Austin FC um, is very um, is one of my surprising teams. All right. Well, uh, it sucks. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm going to try to think of another one. Right. I'm going to say another oh, one. Huh? Another one. Say sorry. What? Why is it lagging so much? It's lagging today, David. For me, I is think it? it's my end, though. It's on my. I think it's on my end, though. Uh Yeah, my mouth is stuck right now. I can tell. Look at this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I was gonna say I was looking at looking at the table. I was looking at the table and everything. I was gonna say RFP as well. But um, if I had to pick, if I had to pick something else, obviously I believe Austin FC right now, definitely a shocker. Because obviously, when you look at an expansion team, right, a team that's just new as new as um as them. It's just always impressive when you're out of nowhere and like really like make some noise. But um, I would say also Columbus Crew, or, or just known as Columbus as of right now, um, leading the Eastern Conference right now, seven points. You know, honestly, didn't I'm gonna be honest, didn't expect them. I know they're a decent team, but I didn't expect them to be top of the Eastern Conference. You know, um, to be honest, I don't think they will remain top either. But um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But overall. That's a team that shocked me so far as well. Um, Columbus Crew, you look at it as well. Um, in the player staffs, they have the leading goal scorer and Lucas Um Zeller Zeller I cannot pronounce that name. Zelle <laughs> Zellerian Zellerian. Let's say let's go with that. Lucas Zellerian, right? Um, mm-hmm. but overall, they they have they have a they have a look like they have a good team. And overall, they they are another person. They're another team that shocked me. But um. I would definitely say the top one is Austin FC, though. The fact that they're in third place is kind of shocking. And their second year in the league, too. But yeah. um, Like, how do you get that good so fast? Yeah, I mean, it's always – I mean, they did verse two okay teams, but still, it's still early in the season. But as of right now, they look they look good. But, um, guys, tell us if what, if what team is shocking you right now in the MLS. We'd love to hear you guys, your opinion as of right now. But shout-out to Shockwave uh, for that awesome MLS question. And – um. Without further ado, let's move on to our next segment, correct, Air? Yes, sir. All right, our next segment, ladies and gentlemen, is called Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. And I feel like we had a lot of these segments today in between our shows with Devontae Adams getting traded. I feel like it was a bunch of mini segments. But Big Deal, Not a Big Deal is a segment that me and Eric like to call, obviously, Big Deal, Not a Big Deal. But we talk about sports of all topics, all headlines, and we state to each other whether they are a big deal or not a big deal. And Eric... Do I go? I think I go first, no? Or you yes. go first? What's today? Today's Thursday, right? Yeah, you go first. Yeah, no, I, I just forgot what day it was. I just need a reminder. Thank you. <laughs> but um, um, let's go into the big deal, not a big deal. And um, ooh, which one should I pick? Which one? I, which one should I pick? Uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do uh this one. A little bit of uh soccer. All so right. I never, I didn't discuss this. I I had it for last episode, but we didn't get to it. And it was about Ronaldo. So, big deal, not a big deal. Ronaldo scored uh, the other day on the other weekend uh, against Spurs when he scored the hat trick. He scored the most goals for club and country in, fo- in football history with uh, eight, 806 goals. 
passing. I forgot who his name was, but he had 805. So Ronaldo is now the all-time goal scorer for club and country. Big deal, not a big deal. All right. Let me explain why I say this, okay? I say not a big deal, okay? <gasps> the reason why, though, is it's because it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, I, I, to be honest, at this point, I think the guy holds, like, every single goal scoring, like, like title there is. Like, he's just the, the best striker of all time. You know what I mean? Like, the best the, the best striker of all time. Literally, that's best, like, number nine that you can have, or number seven, technically, in that sense, Right? Like it's just it's just Cristiano Ronaldo at this point. Like me, it's a big deal that he's he's still scoring goals at this age. But for me, it's just like I'm just so used to it. It's just like numb, you know. Like oh, Cristiano Ronaldo scored, broke another record. Oh, what did he do? You know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. just it's just Ronaldo. He's just that guy, you know. So yeah. So you're not saying it to be harsh. You're just saying it because you expect it. Yeah, I well, I don't want you know why I don't want to say I expect it because the dude's freaking 38 years old or thir- something like that, right? 37. 37 years old, like, it's not expected. I don't expect someone to be scoring a hat-trick at 37 years old. But it, when it, when you hear him breaking a record, it's like, yeah, it's Ronaldo, you know? Like, I'm not shocked. So like you not- have DJ Khaled popping your head saying another one. Yeah, exactly. That's what it really is. Yeah. Um, I agree with your statement, but I'm not to say it's a big deal. Just because <laughs> anytime when – Anytime when someone breaks a record, obviously I always say it's a big deal because you're going down in the history books, and Ronaldo is going to be looked at as the best goal scorer in football history or soccer history. So it's just great, man. And especially for me being a Ronaldo fan, it's it's just nothing nothing gets better than this. Just say that, and hopefully he can do this for Portugal coming up on our our match coming up for international. Ooh. We desperately need it. Big matches, big match. David, how do you feel about that? You nervous? No, not at all. You're not nervous. Oh, a little bit. Come on. You, you can't just be a little bit, bro. Fine. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bro, if you guys don't if you guys don't win, it's over. Like, it's probably Ronaldo's last World Cup, bro. No, it's not. He's playing until he's 44. Bro, it's, it's possibly Ronaldo's last World Cup, man. He talked to Tom Brady, and he's like, oh, Tom Brady, how do you, uh, why are you still playing 44? And Tom Brady's like, you can do it, too. And Ronaldo's like, yeah, you're right. So, Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm a little bit confused, actually, because – hold up. Oh, it's the Nations League. Wait, why are they versing, why are they versing Turkey? They, uh, they, they for the playoff. I thought they were versing Italy. Oh, no. no. For the final. Mm-hmm. Italy's, like, on the other side, right? Yeah, so if the Italy wins and Portugal wins, they verse each other in the playoff final, and whoever wins that game goes to the World Cup. Oh my gosh! You just guys, you just gotta love it, bro. You have to love it, Ronaldo. But I mean, Ronaldo was back against the wall. It was like the most scariest version of himself. So yeah, that's true. You know, so we'll see what happens. But can he get the job done? Can he get the job done? I don't know if he can, bro. I hope yeah. so. Turkey's a good team. Yeah, but Portugal team is better than the Man United team. Let's say that. Yeah, yes, he has good defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that Portugal team is stacked. You know, João Cancelo, Ruben Dias, João Felix is just Dio Jota. I did this. The, the list goes on and on and on. You know, so yeah. Everyone's name is João on the team. It, it's João or Joe. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, well, that was a good big deal, not a big deal though. Thank you. All right, well, let's um, 
You know, I, I want to talk about Russell Westbrook. I do. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I know it's like kind of like, kind of like, be kicking kicking someone while they're down. But I got to talk about this because I'm concerned. I'm really, really concerned for Russell Westbrook, ladies and gentlemen. I just don't – I don't know if his head's in the right space anymore. I think he just needs to get out of L.A. That's the biggest thing for him right now. But um, Russell Westbrook, right, he – and obviously we all know that the Timberwolves are trash talking him. You know what I mean? And, like, he had a response, right, in the press conference. And basically what he said was um, he doesn't really care for the trash talk tra- – whoa, trash talk. Sorry. Because nobody over there has done – he said, and I quote, nobody over there has done anything in this league. Okay? That's what he said about the Minnesota Timberwolves and their players. Right? Then he proceeded on proceeded on to say, you know, it is what it is. I don't really care. Um, it's, just, it's, just, it's just one game. You know, um, they got the video – they got the win happy for them, and he just moved on from it. Um, first of all, I'm going to ask you big deal, not a big deal, and then I'm going to explain – why I think it's a big deal, but go ahead. Um, I'm gonna have to say big deal, and um, and uh, the reason why I say big deal because all those words, you know what that translates to, Eric? Was it translate? You know, that translates to Russell Westbrook trying to avoid a situation, trying to avoid. It's getting to him. Let's just say that it's getting to him, but he's trying to express that it's not getting to him, but it actually is getting to him, and um, it, it just uh, for Russell Westbrook's standpoint, he's got to get out of L.A. And um, obviously those comments were getting to him. He knows the pressure is higher in L.A. and, New- and teams like New York and L.A. and all that stuff because of the, the market value over there. So he was, he was comfortable in OKC. He was comfortable in the Washington Wizards. But now when he really got under the primetime lights, he starts feeling the heat. And um, it kind of stinks. But, um, yeah, he definitely, he definitely feels – he's definitely hurt by those comments. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. I just I, I I'm concerned. I think he's had. I think he just lost it. I think he just lost it. I think he just. I think for both parties, as in the Lakers and Russell Westbrook's mental, they he just needs to get out of there. Like he just needs to like stop. Something needs to be done. Cause I, I I'm, I'm I feel bad for him now. He said that no one else has done anything in this league, right? Russ, obviously no one else has done anything. Like oh, for all the old heads on the team, yeah, no one else has done anything in the league. But who are you going to come for? Cat? He's like 26, 27. <laughs> he still has so much time. He dropped 60 points on you. What do you mean he hasn't done anything in this league? You know what I mean? It's like, it's ridiculous. And he's been in all-star games. He's done something in this league. D'Angelo, well, I don't know if D'Angelo also even played that game. But, like, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards is a rookie. Like, come no, on. No, second year. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm bugging. Sorry. Second year. But, like, what are we doing? What are we What are we doing, man? Like, this, this just... I understand what he means by that because, like, in comparison to him, yeah, they've done nothing in this league. But you know what that you you know what you guys both have in common? Y'all have a ring. Oh, let, let, let's really talk about it. I mean, you could have you, you Russell Westbrook MVP, averages two triple double, averages a triple double in in two seasons consecutively. Those those things will never be taken away from you. But like to discredit the other players, uh, I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't really like that, you know. And then also. Also, to say I'm happy that they got the win, what? Like, like, run that back? He said, you know, it's just another loss, you know, another game. Happy they got the win. Like, no. As a, as an athlete in general, I don't understand that comment because it's like, 
Yeah, I understand just another loss, but like the way it's when it's come from us Westbrook, it's like, uh, it's not just another loss. It's another loss closer to you guys falling out of the playoffs. That's what it really is. Right? That's what it really is. It's not just another loss. Y'all need to win games because you guys are in danger of falling out of the play in. Not even the playoffs, the play in, right? And then to say that you're happy that the other team won the game? What? It's not a dude. Let's just I'm sorry. If if I don't know if he notices, but Currently, the Timberwolves are doing just fine. And they, they are this. They are the seventh. They are the seventh seed. They're still in the play-in tournament. However, they're very close to the Denver Nuggets, right? They can jump out of there. They're doing just fine. They're gonna make the play-in. Y'all, on the other hand, are a ninth seed, and are what is it? Three and a half games, two and a half games from dropping out of the play-in tournament. Y'all are the ones that are in trouble. So for you to be happy for it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand. I, I'm I'm concerned for Russell. I think he just fully just doesn't care anymore. And like that's uh, what we know. Yeah, it, it really stinks. I think it's really getting to him, the pressure. And um, some people, some people blossom under pressure. Some people shut up, uh, shut in, like close up. I think that's yeah. what Russell Westbrook's doing. He's he's putting all, out all the defense mechanisms to make himself feel better. But it's crazy because like we've known Russell Westbrook to like adapt to like pressure in like situations like okay, see, like like big game winning shots. He hits those. He does hit some of them. You know what I mean? Like he's able. Mm-hmm. He has a couple. Game winners in his in his, under his um belt, you know. So it's, I, I it's not. I don't. I don't even know if it's pressure at this point because I don't think anyone expects much from I'm not, him. I'm right not now. talking about pre- I'm not talking about pressure in game time. I'm talking about pressure in fan bases, and in in cities. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My fault. My fault. Well, yeah. Yeah. You're completely right with that, man. Completely right with that. But uh, yeah, that was a good one. But I say we do what like two more each. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I got to go into a little bit of NFL. And this report came out literally a couple hours ago, and uh, it became a big deal, obviously, until the Devontae Adams thing came, came about. But during this time, around like 5 o'clock Eastern time, um, I'm just going to get into it. I'm, I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm going off on it. I don't know. Let me, okay, fine, fine. Let me just get into it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> big deal, not a big deal. Baker Mayfield has requested a trade out of Cleveland. Big deal, not a big deal. Um, I mean, I'm like on the fence because didn't Cleveland decline it? Yeah, Cleveland's saying that they won't trade him, but he wants to trade. So like he could just stop. Yeah, I mean, eventually, like if Baker really wanted to pull out, pull off like the brat mode, like he could really just stop playing. And we all know how big acts, so like he could do that. But ah, uh, I think it's a big deal. The, I'm, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence is because of Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? Like, Baker Mayfield, he's a good quarterback, but he's not the greatest quarterback, obviously. And I think it's clear that you cannot win a cha- you can't win a championship with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. You know, and that's sad to say. I feel bad because, you know, he's a young guy. You know, you, know, you never want to hear that as a young dude. But um, I don't think it's possible. So, um, well, I'm not going to say it's not possible. I don't think it's – I think it's very hard. You know what I mean? And I don't think it will happen. So – I'm gonna say big deal because that's a, um that's a big deal for the Browns organization because now they need to find somebody that wants to play quarterback for them, you know, or else. I mean, unless they want to run Case Case Keenum's on the back, right? Yeah. Unless they want to run Case Keenum for a year, but and, and go zero and sixteen. But other than, other than that, um, the Browns need to figure out their situation. But yeah, I would say big deal. Yeah, I agree, big deal. And I'm gonna say the Cleveland Browns dug themselves a big hole. Just like the Green Bay Packers did, <laughs> but um, 
even an even bigger hole because they were out on pursuit for Deshaun Watson. They were looking at a trade for him. And Baker Mayfield, I guess I, I, can, I, can, I can think as a young quarterback like Baker Mayfield with a personality like him, I would feel kind of disrespected, betrayed by my own organization that they don't have no trust in me and that they're looking at other options at quarterback. And then literally right after Deshaun Watson said, um, um, we, we don't, uh, Deshaun Watson declined going to Cleveland. So Cleveland is like, oh, we got to go back to our best second option. And, and the, like they literally show up to his door with a bag of chocolates, a box of flat, like a box of chocolates, like a bouquet of flowers saying, Baker, you're our number one guy as always. It's like, you can't play that game. No, no, no. If you're looking for better options, I already see where your head's at. So I, I think Baker making a trade, I think he, he, he quote unquote, he said, like a, re- a relationship is falling apart and moving, moving closer, uh, moving farther apart. So obviously he's feeling a little bit of distrust, and I get I I don't blame him because obviously when a team does something like that, how can you trust him after after that? But um, yeah, um, the Cleveland Browns just dug himself a big hole because right now Baker Mayfield he can like you said he can be a brat and be a baby and not play for this team ever again. I mean he has every right to do so, but um the Cleveland Browns, uh they're just they're just in a bad situation. You say that, and for anyone I think Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback. Baker Mayfield said that he wants to get traded to like either Indianapolis, Seattle. Those are some of the teams that he was thinking of. And um, I think Indianapolis would be a nice team. I was just thinking that Indianapolis might be a good team. <laughs> but um, yeah, Cleveland Browns, you uh, messed this one up big time. Just say that. You try to go, you try to go all in on red, but then you became bankrupt as soon as possible. So then you had to crawl back, uh, right back to your job. And uh, that's what they did right to Baker Mayfield. So, uh. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope he goes to Indy because that may be a good fit. But as of right now, Cleveland, you got a problem. It's usually Houston, but Cleveland's got a problem now. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, yeah. can you, one, can you hear me, right? Yes, I hear you. I'm going to say this. Unfortunately, I don't know why, but I think my Wi-Fi is bugging out to the point where like it's very hard to understand you. So I heard you. Like I heard what some of the things that you were saying. Same, but at the same time, like you were like robotic for me, and I, I think it's on my end. I'm trying to fix it, but I don't know why it's not working. But um, I'm probably I'm probably just gonna do one more and then leave it to you, okay? Because right. I don't want to like come in and out. But um, I agree with you. I agree with you saying. I think Baker. Um, I think Baker has every right to be to frustrated. You know, obviously. Look for the like, Oh wait, no, you actually, no, you don't. You're you cutting know in that. You're cutting in and out. Yeah, I am cutting in. I, I'm cutting in and out, right? Yeah. Dude, my thing. Hold up. Um. Try fix music. One second, ladies and gentlemen. But um, let's talk about this Baker Mayfield. While Eric is working on something. Um. When you really think about it, Baker Mayfield. People are saying, "Oh, he's such a. He's not that good of a quarterback." Honestly, he was playing on a a, a torn labrum, which is in your shoulder joint. Um, obviously, when you play on any injury, it's not really the best. I'm not making an excuse for him. Obviously, some of his throws were his fault, and he has every right to, and everyone has every right to say that. But um, when you look at what Baker Mayfield has done for the Browns organization, uh, he just he is not he's pretty good. Like, let's be honest. Like in 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 terms of the, the Cleveland Browns franchise, he through the first four seasons with the Browns, he ranks first in passing yards. Through the first four seasons, it was 14,125 passing yards and first in touchdowns with 92. So, um, and those are all just for the first four seasons. But um, 
Uh, yeah, I just think Baker Mayfield, even though Browns fans are saying he's garbage and trash, like you look at your options where you were a couple years ago. You were literally 0-16 a couple years ago. So if anything, and now you're like uh, kind of have a winning record. So honestly, you shouldn't be complaining if you're Browns. It could get worse, and it, it is getting worse. Yeah, man. Um, can you hear me now? Yes. All right. I just have to move a little bit, but yeah, man. Browns fans, they just they they're in the mud. You guys, you guys, buckle up, strap in. Y'all about to be bottom tier teams for for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. Other than that, man, what was the last time? Let's talk about it. What was the last time the Browns made the playoffs? Have oh, the that, won a, Super a couple, Bowl? a couple. Uh, I don't think they ever made a Super Bowl, but uh, last last year they made it. Not two years ago, they two they lost ago. to Patrick Mahomes in the first yes. round. Okay, okay, okay. But that that was probably like their peak time before before. Now there's about to be a lot of dark days ahead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For Browns fans, but. Other than that, yeah, David, I'm just going to do one more and then you can do your last one because I don't want to cut it out okay. again. But yep. um, let's go ahead and let's see which one I'm going to do really quick. Let's see. We just did – We I just did some basketball. You know what? I want to do this one because you mentioned this last podcast and we talked about it a little bit. But big deal, not big deal. Freddie Freeman signs with the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. I was going to mention that one too. But um, big deal, not big deal. I say a big deal, and this basically, <laughs> and for anyone who doesn't know what the deal was, it was six years, a hundred, hundred and sixty-two million dollars <laughs> for six years. It's absolutely insane money, and everyone jokes about <laughs> like how oh let me play baseball early on because <laughs> they make so much money. They actually do. It's absolutely ridiculous because there's mm-hmm. no cap. He's making about twenty-seven million dollars a year annually, and at his oh. age of thirty-two, that's pretty solid numbers. But it's just not fair, like. The Dodgers, out of all teams, like, come on, join the Yankees. No, you got to go to the Dodgers. Like, come on. Like, it's not <laughs> fair. Like, they're stacked team. You got you got Mookie Betts in the outfield. You got Cody Bellinger as well in the outfield. You just got a lot of stud players. And you got Ker- uh, Clayton Kershaw at your starting pitcher. It just it really isn't fair. It really isn't fair. They have, like, literally a super team. But then again, the Yankees also have a super team. So, I guess it's not fair all around. But when you're a big market – like LA or New York, you have some good teams and you have a lot of money. I say because you buy a lot of players, and this is a good this is a good pickup for the Dodgers because they didn't really have a true first baseman as of, as of last year. So now they really have that in um, World Series MVP Freddie Freeman. So great pickup. It's going to help their team tremendously, but they're still not going to win the Super Bowl. Not Super Bowl. They're still not going to win the World Series because the New York Yankees are going to take that. But overall, great pick for the Dodgers. Either the Yankees or the Padres, baby. <laughs> you were the Padres, What's it bro. What's it also, um, but um, New Me- New Mexico State beat UConn. Oh, my bracket's good now. Cool. Yeah, for a little bit. Your bracket, your bracket's good on probably like one side. <laughs> oh, it's probably it's probably gonna be done in the next hour. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, but, well, I'm gonna wait till the they do um the, when they, whenever we get to the Sweet Sixteen, I'm gonna wait to redo it again because they do like a whole new bracket yeah. for the Sweet Sixteen. Second chance bracket. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love the second chance. The second chance ones is when I go crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm nice with you. They had a, they, the first year where I tried it, bro. I had like, um, I I got like two matchups wrong. I have the whole entire matchups. There you go. 
Yeah, man. But and obviously the two matches were like like the finals because like one team I picked didn't make it, so like, oh. it like ruined the entire thing. Mm-hmm. That's you annoying. Know? That's so yeah. annoying. But, but um, yeah, man. Let's go into my last and final big deal, not big deal, and then wrap the show. So this one goes in a little bit of WNBA, and um, so big deal, not a big deal. Brittany Grinder um will remain detained in Moscow, Russia, until May nineteenth, and because uh, she was. Uh, caught in the airport with a like a, a hash oil they called it. It was like mm-hmm. a cannabis substance, like a vape pen, but it was like cannabis stuff in it. And uh, and they said if she convicted, she could face up to ten years in, in prison in Russia. Is that a big deal? Not a big deal. Yes, it's a big deal. It's so dragged. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, granted, I understand. Like, you know, you're in a, you're not in the, you're not in America, so like, like it's it is different rules. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, you do have to respect the other country's rules. But, goodness, 10 years? Yeah, they don't mess around over there. Well, it, it like, was more of a vape vape uh, cannabis se- substance. So she was, like, smoking yeah, it. Yeah, but how old is Brittany? Gr- Gr- how, how, how old is she? Uh, I'll switch it up right now. She is 31. Like, she's a grown woman. Like, not in Russia. Goodness. They don't care. In Russia, they do not care. But 10 years is crazy to me, man. But at the same time, hey, like I, like I said, you know, it's like I feel bad and, like, it sucks. But, again, you're not in America, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you got to understand the, same the rules. other rules. Yeah, you got to understand yeah. the laws and rules. And especially because she plays in Russia, too, in her other league. Like, she does WNBA for the other season. And then when she's done with WNBA, she goes to the Russian league and plays. So that's crazy. She should, yeah, she should know the rules there and know not to bring that. And, uh, now it's backfiring. It really, it's really stinks. Wow. She really, that's kind of, can we talk about that though? The fact that she plays in two leagues that are professional, like mm-hmm. that's kind of, that's kind of crazy. Why she, have yeah. to do, she shouldn't have to do, you know, like, well, unless she wants to, but she shouldn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a not, not not a lot of money in WNBA. Just sad, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, we do have an audio message from Biggie Sports. So let's hear what you guys say. Do it, guys. This is a huge deal because make no mistake about this. This is not about vape oil. You guys know this is about the current geopolitical situations going on in Ukraine. This is a mm-hmm. piece of the chessboard that the Russians are praying. Everybody should say a prayer for her. We don't know how this is going to come out. Yeah, that's that's it's definitely scary, especially with the certain circumstances that's going on with those with Russia and Ukraine as of right now, and uh, it just, in in my opinion, I would not want to travel to any of those countries at the moment. You know what I mean? It's because I mean, obviously because of the certain the, the current state, but I wouldn't even travel to Russia because even though it looks safe over there, they're literally doing all this stuff. So I I don't know. Just stay safe. Just stay safe, everyone. Say that. Yeah, man. If if uh, I I can't even I can't even I can't even begin to discuss. I can't even begin to discuss that, bro. It's just sad. Mm-hmm. It's just a it's sad crazy. situation. But it is crazy. Yeah, man. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Brittany Grinder too. Hopefully, mm-hmm. she's doing well. And hopefully, they don't convict. They don't convict her. And make her face ten years in prison. Ten That'd be years, insane. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, 
I think. And sorry to end up. Not sorry to end the end the show on such a low note. We apologize, <laughs> but but uh, you know we have to tell you the important stuff is going around in um, the world of sports. But uh, without further ado, we just want to say thank you to everyone who took the time out of their day just to listen to us. You know we appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome, and don't forget. Also, if you're new here, please um give us a follow on the Stereo app. Click our faces and subscribe to the show. Uh, so you get no updates when we go live. Also, um, if you missed any part of the show, of the show, our live show, you can uh, we edit it down and put it onto platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor app. And so please follow us on those things and give us a review, like it, and tell us what you guys think if we need improvements. Because we love, we love hearing from you guys. And uh, to make the show any better, uh, we love doing that as well. But um, also, we do have an Instagram to know when we go live on our shows. And um, also interact with our posts, interact with our stories, DM us, all that stuff. Um, that Instagram is called official underscore DE underscore takeover. I'll say it again, official underscore DE underscore takeover. So please give that a follow. Also, uh, if you want to get to know me and Eric a little bit more on a personal level, your co-host of the show, you can follow my Instagram is David underscore Rod underscore O2. And Eric's is Eric underscore Hines 16. Beautiful. So please go give us a follow. Also, we do have a Twitter. The ad's called Remeet. The name is called DNA Takeover, so please follow us on that. We do have a TikTok as well. The name is called DNA Takeover. And also, last but not least, we do have a YouTube channel, and we have four videos up currently. We do have another one coming tomorrow, so stay tuned. And that is that, that YouTube channel is called DNA Takeover as well. So please like and comment on those videos and subscribe. And, um, yeah, we got a couple of exciting videos coming to you guys, so um, tell us if you guys like it. And also... Um, yeah, that's basically that's basically it. Yes, sir, man. Definitely um, hit the nail on the head right there, David. And um, we appreciate every single one of you guys. Thank you so much for popping out tonight. Um, and we'll see you all on Monday. It's been your boy, Easy Eric Hines. And your boy, the Oracle D-Rod. And we're out. Peace. Peace.